0: Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. I'm your host, Joseph Hunkel. And to help me guide you through this adventure is the beans to my rice, Nick Vera.
1: Hey, how's it going? Okay, you rice, want to do that again? Rice man? No, I love this. <laughs> no. All right,
0: we'll keep that then.
1: <laughs> no, this is good.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we don't like to edit. That takes too much effort. And we like to keep it real for the fans. What do you mean um,
1: We? I'm the one who edits this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, you mean edit yourself out. Well, the, last
1: the word. I don't know what you're talking about because that because whatever you're talking about didn't happen. And we agreed on that. Everyone agreed on that.
0: It was the rule of the Internet. Yeah, maybe, sorry, I broke that rule.
1: Maybe we can start this over. I don't know. What do you think?
0: All right, let's just fucking go with it.
1: <laughs> oh, OK, fine.
0: Fine. If you really want to edit it or really want to start over, that's fine, man. Uh, no. Eventually, it'll come. It'll, it'll come around again and be funny.
1: It'll be funny. Have I have faith? I have faith. All right, all right, all right, Joe. Keep going.
0: All right, man. So uh, here we are, another Dead Pixel, uh, a podcast to help inform you about current and old games. Uh, we like to also talk about movies and TV, and. We'll occasionally bring out some news, uh, probably a little older. We come around every other week, and we'll hopefully get some midweek content in between. Uh, right now, this is episode two. Today is, well, posting day would be October 9th. Uh, we are recording the night before. So if anything happens overnight or between the morning, that's not our fault. Well, uh, We'll get to it later.
1: I, I mean, it's Friday night. Um so it would have to happen on Saturday and that's just it's just really unlikely. So I think we're in the I don't the know, half bit. the
0: world is on the other time zone, so Yeah, I but, mean
1: Yeah, but uh I mean it's still just You're saying that
0: the only the good news comes in you know but it's still the, the, the like it's
1: still the weekend in Japan, right? I mean like it's like they're like a day ahead, so it'll just be like Sunday, right?
0: Yep. So uh, when they're supposed to be Sunday. Okay.
1: Yeah. More or less. All right. <laughs>
0: All right, and uh, pretty much we're just here to have a good time, and hopefully take you on take you for this ride here, uh, and you'll see that we have no clue what we're doing, but we enjoyed this.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's fine, it's fine, it's gonna go up in flames. I just you just enjoy the decline, enjoy the decline, everybody.
0: All right. Well, I guess I'll kick this off with the fact that uh, lately uh, I've. Gone ahead and watched a a terrible terrible show. Uh, why would I watch it? Well, because I watched the first two seasons and I just kicked myself into the third season of uh, Kuroko no Basket or uh, Kuro Basket. It's a it's on Netflix. It's an anime about basketball. Season one was pretty good uh, about you know new t- uh, some new freshmen going into a high school team and a kid who is very good about passing but he also has almost no presence, and so most people forget he's there. And, is, uh, yeah, it sounds silly and ridiculous.
1: So, like, is that the uh, main character, or the guy that has no presence?
0: Yeah, The guy who, well, it's two main characters. It revolves around him. Uh, he's Kuro, uh, and he's the blue-haired guy that you're seeing on screen right now. Oh, and his okay. he's buddies with the other new kid who's the giant red-haired kid. And he's essentially, uh, they keep on portraying Kuro. As, you know, his name is... It means black, uh, Kuro is black, and he is the shadow uh, to the other dude's light because he's the all-star up-and-comer. He has all the skills, and so Kuro is the ultimate support character, essentially, is what he is. Uh, he helps elevate the team because of his passing and his uh, ability to, you know, disappear. So Season 1 was fun and ridiculous, but it was okay. I mean, it was more or less grounded.
1: Yeah, because, just just come just back really quick, because, like, in basketball, like... Like, uh, I mean, like in like in basketball, it's really like passing is really important. Like, people would probably say, "Well, yeah, duh, it's super important," but but like, there's like really really great players like in the NBA um, that they're really good scorers, but they don't pass the ball ever, and they're like a coach's worst nightmare because because like the point of basketball is like to move the ball because the ball is, moves faster than like than like a person can. So it, it makes sense to me as somebody that enjoys basketball that like really the one of the most important people is going to be the guy that is just really good at getting the ball in the right hands.
0: Yeah, he's the ultimate team player. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the thing is his skills as, you know for shooting aren't really that you know he's like subpar essentially, and because of the fact that he's able to. Uh, Loses presence most people don't realize he's there. So even when you're doing man-to-man uh, He doesn't stand out and therefore the person you know Like if there's action going on on the other side of the court next thing you knows the guy he was guarding Magically teleported on the other side because he just wasn't paying attention uh, And that's kind of how he plays uh, Season one was solid. I liked it. It was enjoyable uh, Though as season two progressed it got more and more fantastical uh, total uh anime shonen property where now I don't know if you ever watched Prince of Tennis uh but it's the <laughs> no. idea uh god Sounds all right it's good. the idea that we all have powers and like we can you know uh, Prince of Tennis was a bunch of middle school kids who can one kid could hit the ball and it would literally instead of going around or uh, over the net it literally could curve around the outside of the net and come back in
1: uh, so uh, you put, like, that English on it or something, right?
0: Yeah, uh superhuman English, or, like, you can hit the ball with enough topspin to fucking make it stop, like, just dead ball, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Uh, so it's it's a basketball version of that, where uh, all of a sudden they all have uh, superpowers. I mean, they kept on talking about that there's a middle school team who are the Generation of Miracles, as they nicknamed them, because... Each kid is essentially an NBA player uh, on themselves, and that's uh, Kudo was the like phantom sixth player because you know no one remembers him. But all the other kids got the the press and the media, um, and but they all became very self centered, and that's why Kuro leaves the you know they all go to different high schools, and he wants to. Find a team that you know embodies team play. So it's you know while well, everyone else was just focused on themselves, and which makes sense because he's a support character. There's not much good you can do by yourself if you have no one to support. And yeah. that's why his his foil, the um, the redhead kid, uh, he's the one who uh, he sees him as a shining beacon. And so he's like, yeah, you, you know they they are the duo. So
1: so like so like season two, you said it got more fantastical, but you're telling me that like season three uh season three holy shit just it just like devolves into something terrible like what happened
0: oh dude season three is you're talking about every every kid has you know every major every star player of each team has their super fucking power where it doesn't matter uh yeah you're seeing it right now but there's this there was a kid who just no matter where where he is from a long distance he can make that three point shot with you know flawlessly every time uh there's a dude who his whole ability is just to watch the player and he can just instantly mimic them so like oh you got good moves you ca- you have a really good uh you know dribble skills and you you know you were able to juke past me well you did it one time but now i've literally you know uh what's it uh gun, uh naruto you know it's just like i've copied your skill and now it's mine <laughs> you know it's to that extent of uh... yeah and it's like you know it's like you're in the zone, which means like you have your your senses of all heightened to like 11, and you normally your area of field is only like you know a meter from your body, but now I can reach out to like two meters and shit, and you know so anyone who gets in my area, no matter where they are, I can get to that ball. Uh, it's like not only did I make the shot, uh, but oh you stopped it. Well guess what? I'm already at the net and I'm getting the rebound. You know?
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's so it just kind of lost all of its logic.
0: It did, uh, it became it would make more sense if these kids had superpowers just straight up, or like some if it was some sort of like ninja academy or something, because at least that way it would explain why all these kids are you know, I don't know. It, it is very much it didn't seem like that way in the beginning, and that's why I really like the first uh season, second season. Like I said, it just you can see it going to that. You know, direction and it's a little disappointing. I'm like, okay, give season three a shot. And the only reason why I kept on watching season three is because, uh, yeah, it's, it was one of those things that my wife doesn't watch it. And when my, you know, if I'm with my son and he's taking a nap on me or something like that, well, I'm like, I, I'm just gonna watch something in the background and not really care. And that's exactly what it was. It was very much a background show. So, like, Uh, this
1: show, like, How old is this show, and did all three seasons come out like consecutively, or was there like a break in between them?
0: They came out uh, relatively consecutive, if I remember correctly, in Japan. Uh, this is, I want to say maybe three years old. I know Kuro Basket came out, it was popular in Japan at least four years ago, so okay. that would have at least been season one. Um, and I only heard about it... It was that one and uh a volleyball one that was really popular at the time and i can't think of the name off the top of my head uh and that was the volleyball one was okay uh it was you know small kid you know essentially small kid on a team uh that used to be really powerful and everyone's like no you can't play you know you're too small and he then uh proves to uh, everyone that he can jump really high so therefore he's you know he's a competitive player and oh gosh, I can't. Uh, I'll think of the episode like randomly later, and I'll say it out loud. Okay. So just
1: scream it out.
0: <laughs> just in the middle of whatever you're talking about, I'll just interrupt you dead, you know, dead speech, and be like, "It was this. It's um.
1: It's just called Vodiboru.
0: Yeah. Right. No, the volleyball one was, it was all right. Uh, And that was more or less grounded, but it was, it was a couple, there was a couple of shows out there that was like, you're too short for the sport. And they're like, well, I want to try really hard. And then they're like, okay. And you know, so.
1: I mean, that's like podcasting. You just try hard and you become Joe Rogan, right?
0: Yeah. That's, that's how he became famous. (laughs) Think through podcasting, not through anything else. The
1: only way he did it. Everything else his acting career his comedy career. His uh, UFC, all that, just he just started podcasting in his basement one day when he was yep. twelve. Uh...
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, but the the show was a very big disappointment in my eyes. Uh, that sucks, man. It was, you know, I they drew out the last, you know, they made uh they made the captain of the you know the team uh Generation of Miracles, their old middle school team, to be this. He's a like a shorter player as well, but he can just look at you and like make you, you know, uh, make you feel oppressed. And just by looking at you, he can pretty much, uh, make you think he's charging you and then he's not, but then it puts you off balance and you fall on your ass. So, you know, ankle breaker is what they end up calling it. Uh, because I think that that, the the term breaking ankles when someone, you get them to fall down. Uh, so they just, it was ridiculously dumb. Uh, (laughs) Not well, in a good way. That's too I bad. I was super disappointed, yeah.
1: It's like they could have leaned into, I mean, if they wanted to, they really could have leaned into like, we're going to make this silly and magical. And if if they were aware of it, they could have made that funny and interesting at least. But instead, it sounds like they just kind of went that way without ever having a, a real plan. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the other one was uh, Haikyuu, that volleyball anime. Oh, Haiku, uh, okay. Haikyuu is is an all right watch. Uh, if you're going for a sports anime, um, that one is, is all right as far as those go. Uh, that was also equally super popular during uh, the same time as Kudo Basket. But I don't know. I'd rather go with a Slam Dunk. It's really old, but uh, if you're going to go with a basketball anime, that one was uh, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, it Slam Dunk the... is
1: like legendary. I mean, the, the, the manga especially, but um, the show is even like... One of the, one of the top, you know, usually it's usually in the top ten lists of people's anime of all time.
0: Yeah, I dislike the main character quite a bit. Uh, I don't remember how he evolves. I've gone through the series at least once, maybe twice. Uh, but the main character is just an ass. But he's he's like he he's if you're into uh, a character who's cocky as hell, uh, that's actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, he's drawn the same way as Kuwabara from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. So it's. He has this pompadour like you know perm hair going on.
1: I think uh, there's there's some similar there's some similar artist or something like that. Like they share share an artist or some some dress person, I don't know. But I wouldn't
0: you know. be surprised if it was the same. Uh but at least or at least that character design, you know, it's very much of the 80s, uh yeah. for sure. Uh but no, it was uh yeah, Slam Dunk. Totally go with that one instead of Crew Basket. Uh but this one's on Netflix. So if you just need something in the background prefer to try to watch something else <laughs> do we just that's watch generally things? where i sit on it less less than average uh season one is okay but honestly uh i wasted my time and uh, so please don't waste yours uh psa of the day uh so
1: what do you give it like a seven out of ten
0: uh i'd probably give it like a five <laughs> a five uh,
1: okay okay so it's got some so it's got some good points it's just, i guess I, that first season, season, was one right. was
0: the, season one was really the good point um And if you are up for something ridiculous and fantastical, if you do like the uh, Prince of Tennis, though, I think Prince of Tennis at least had more likable people in it just overall. Uh, Yeah. I like, you know, Prince of Tennis was stupid, but you knew that from episode one. Uh, You really did. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it's it wouldn't be necessarily I wouldn't tell you to like you can't watch it or don't just seriously just don't know like, no it's fine it's just honestly if you can find something better I would uh, but I but I won't adamantly be like no you shouldn't watch it it's um, yeah it's that mm. and then I guess on Netflix the only other thing I really got around to try and watch was uh, that you know the one thing everyone's talking about which is a uh, squid game and the moment I saw this uh, first thing I thought was it reminds me of uh, Alice in Borderland yeah, And that Japanese one that came out a few, like, within the last year. Uh, and that wasn't, you know, like, that was okay. Uh, but it just it felt like another one of these, not quite Battle Royale, but it's, you know, there's there's a lot of different manga and, like, Dead Man Wonderland and stuff like that from manga. Uh, just where normal people take it into, you know, situations where they gotta come, they do some sort of combat or some sort of game and stuff like that. And so... I only gave like not even half an episode a shot, but not because I didn't want to. It's just my son was like, no, dude, time to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I'll pause this episode, and I'll come back to it later. And I just haven't gotten back to it. Okay. So,
1: Yeah, so yeah. I also watched this, um, not all of it yet. I'm only in the middle of episode three. Um, so I guess going to Alice in Wonder, or Alice in Borderland, I, um, I watched that earlier this year. And I thought that was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought I mean it's it's a story that's kind of been told a lot in in manga and anime, um, those kind of things. So so it's not really new and to us, but it was really interesting to see it um, played out in like like on a on a high budget live action thing. Um, And kind of the same with this, like, like whenever I saw this, I was like, yeah, I like Alice in Borderland. Um, This is a little bit, is a little bit different, um, has a different kind of conceit. Uh, You're right though. It is similar to what, um, to what's kind of already been done, but in defense of it, I've only watched the first two and a half episodes, but in defense of it, it is really well done. Like it's well written. It's pretty well acted. Um, it's well paced, they've spent real money on it and it's, you know, it's a competent show as far as I've seen, I mean, maybe it goes off the wires or it goes off the rails, but the way everyone's talking about it, it sounds like it probably holds true pretty well all the way to the end. Um, at least at the end of this, this first season, um, did you get to the part where they play uh spoilers guys spoilers uh but but did you get to the Wait, part in the three first...
0: two one okay go for it <laughs>
1: okay you've had your time um did you get to the part in the first episode where they actually play red light green light no
0: i actually didn't make it that far okay uh, so i mean the last thing i re i actually remember uh you know let's see he um the horse he won the he did the horse racing proving that and then he you know he ended up losing the money uh got beat up in the bathroom and the the debt collector you know who's gonna stab him in his nose then has the guy pull out a bowl and that means that dude who has to carry a bowl with him wherever he goes because like that's a you know he's just like yeah eventually my boss is gonna want me to pull out this bowl so here so when he when he does this thing i'm gonna have like here's my bowl you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. Um, so that's about it. (laughs) So like, yeah, the opening of that first episode, I thought, I was like, dang, like, this is kind of slow. I mean, it was good. And I knew what they were doing, but I was like, this is kind of slow. And then when they finally opened it up, um, and did the thing, you know, they're going to do, um, it, it did, uh, like it, like it did, it did um, pay off pretty well. Uh, there there's some kind of surprises in whenever they start playing the game, even in that first game. And then the second episode, they kind of do sort of the thing in reverse. The second episode is very subdued. And then the third, they're getting like, I don't know. It just feels way more thought out. Like they're not in a rush to get you to the, to like the games section. They're like, what if this was real and like how would it work and even like everything that's fantastical about it is is silly and couldn't actually happen but they at least go out of their way to try to explain like cuz he goes to the police like in the second episode and they're just like you're you're crazy dude but like stuff happens from that that leads to more interesting things that are going on so it's like it's, it's good to me. Like I'm going to keep watching it. I'm probably going to finish it this week. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably report back, uh, next time we do a podcast, but I think it's, I think it's well done. I I think it's all right, but I can kind of also, but I definitely also see like, if you're experienced with manga and anime, this story has been told before.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a little different than some of the ones that I'm used to. Uh, for example, like, uh, darwin's game i think it was called uh that was an uh anime and manga uh and that one is uh it, these games a lot of those games are you know the battle royale-esque uh where everyone's out for themselves or they're on their they're on their own team uh you know upon themselves but sometimes they'll align together uh while this one uh at least has it uh as a gr- more of a group uh group mentality group play which is uh it, it actually reminds me a lot of uh a different manga and anime called uh uh kaiji and it's very much you know all about people in debt people gambling and essentially if you win you win big but if you lose you lose literally your life uh, or everything and they do all sorts of different games uh some of them are like things like um you'll be doing a high stake f- for your life uh kind of poker or blackjack kind of deal or uh guess what you're going to do the um uh you're doing the uh Takeshi's castle like crazy uh high rise you're on a construction site running across steel beams trying to make it to the other side and if you fall you literally fall to your death uh kind of get, uh, obstacle courses so it's you know it's a little bit all over the place when it comes to that uh but it, that actually is the closest thing when i saw this it's like oh dude that totally also seems like that but uh most people Kaiji's uh uh not really that well known and they they also made a new anime that was a spin-off called like something like middle management and essentially it's it's more of a comedy uh ba- you know it's uh, based off the, the the psycho boss who runs the show well it's the guy just underneath him who has to make everything work and oh. he has to set up the crazy games and he has to get the contestants and he has to set up you know talk to his teammates about uh no we got to come up with an idea to make the boss happy because if the boss ain't happy that dude's psycho and we're all done you know See like uh, that's
1: like a very japanese uh like cuz like like that's a very like japanese premise because like in japan um as far as my experience goes it's always like the vice principal or the vice president or the vice something that does that that actually does all the work and it's the president or whoever is the top dog. It's kind of their retirement uh, position. They're not. They're they're doing work, but mostly they're shaking hands and smiling and kind of drawing a big salary until they have to retire.
0: Yeah. So uh, it was. I found the name of it. it's um Mr. Uh, Mr. Tonegawa's uh, Middle Management Blues, and that one's actually pretty funny. He ends up just uh like part of the thing is he ha- he assembles a team to do the to think about these what uh, how to make the boss happy with these games and he's just like i can't remember all their names and he's like <laughs> just trying to figure them out by their haircut and he's like that's uh and he, he he spends some time and he finally learns it but then some of the guys mess up and they it gets the boss uh, in trouble and so as atonement they all shave their heads in solidarity and he's like damn it I can't remember you all it's bad enough you all have black suits and sunglasses <laughs> like agent smith they're and just... like he's all yelling at them and he's like they're all like who's agent smith he's like you don't know what he's like we're watching the matrix now and they have their own like private theater <laughs> they're showing the matrix in the background <laughs> That's um, pretty funny, but yeah, that's that is it was really funny, and I didn't know what the bait. Uh, I only saw the cover, of the source material at the time, so I didn't know anything about what, what the, the kaiji was. I'm like, okay, uh, so it made that's. I actually worked it backwards from there. I'm like, okay, let me take a peek at this because this bit was funny as hell, and the other ones, you know, pretty good. But uh, it's you know, like I said, it's similar but different to uh, Squid Games. But like everyone had been talking about how great Squid Game is. And so, of course, I want to give it a shot and I'm interested still. Uh, It's also good to see that, you know, Korean TVs, they're starting to bring over some good quality stuff.
1: Yeah, I Um, mean, like, that's the other part of this is that Korean, uh, I mean, like, uh, Korean dramas have been all the rage throughout all of Asia for, what, a decade, a decade and a half, maybe longer. Um, And, uh, I mean, with the winning, you know, with Parasite winning Best Picture... Um, you know, and there's just being like a Netflix bringing over a lot of foreign stuff. You know, I think that Korean, uh, TV shows are probably gonna, I mean, this is probably the first, um, of many that we're going to see over the next decade that are, that are good, that they're just really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, Netflix seems. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if they're the ones who actually you know they're of course bringing it over here, but I'm not sure if they originally funded funded it over in Korea because I know they're doing that with certain shows, but they also say Netflix presents for just the things that they're um, you know they're producing slash bringing over so they get to claim credit for that even though it was all backed original and filmed originally in whatever home country it is.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's kind of
0: hard to tell which what what's what when they say Netflix presents.
1: Sometimes they buy it like. Um that that uh extremely shocking vile and evil i forget what the name of the, the the name of the the movie is but it's about uh it's about uh ted bundy um that one was our that was a movie that was already made uh with the uh, zac efron as the lead it was already made and uh hulu and netflix were both uh, in a bidding war over it and netflix has deeper pockets so they won out um, but, but yeah, so sometimes they do, they do that, but I think with this one, I think that they did make this one, um, maybe they pulled it from a source material, but I think that Netflix was like, we want this to happen and we're going to make it. And they just probably used a Korean studio, but they were like, we're making it happen. Um, I think that's what happened on this one, but I could be wrong because I have no sources to back that up.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just really curious to see, uh, who who is the person to pitch this and to get them, you know, like usually if it has a uh, you know, TV shows usually have different directors, but if it was a movie or something like that, like oh, yeah, this director's behind it, so they have enough clout in which they'd be like, Here, take our money and make something awesome. And but the you know, I mean, yeah, I'm really curious what got the ball rolling on this one, because uh, you can you know, you can tell just by looking at it, the production value was really good. Uh, I mean, like Alice in Borderland wasn't bad, uh, but it was also. Uh, I'm not sure when that was actually filmed, but the, a lot of the scenes are in empty Tokyo, and I'm like, was this filmed during COVID? Because I could totally see it fi- being filmed during COVID, where it had less people on the streets and a lot easier to clean clear them out. Um, so that was that was kind of my thought behind that. I'm like, well, I mean, you can CG a lot of this stuff, but I was just like, they did a lot of good work with uh, having empty city, you know, city lines and stuff like that and uh, stations. So. Uh, but that one, because they have so few people and the games are a lot more simplistic, uh, have a, you know a lot less flair. Like hide from the hide from this you know killer in this you know apartment complex. So all you have to do is film during an apartment complex. You know that makes it a lot easier and a lot cheaper. While this has a lot more pizzazz.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh. Well, what else have you been watching?
1: Uh. For me, I've been watching a little TV show called. Foundation. This is a show that just came out. um, Let's see, as of this recording, uh, episode four just dropped. Um, So this came out uh, two weeks ago. The first episode came out two weeks ago. Um, This is an Apple TV show um, starring uh, probably the, the main people you would know would be Jared Harris. Um, and Lee Pace. Um, those are kind of the main, the main uh, people you would know, I guess. Um, What are they from? So Jared Harris has done stuff for a long time. Um, and yeah. Uh, oh, did you ever see the terror? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Jared Harris is the main captain in that. I won't spoil the terror. Um, because I could say something about about his character that would very easily make him known to you, Joe. But I won't do that because uh, I don't want. Because the terror is really good. The terror is uh, at least the first season. I didn't see any more, the second or even the third or whatever. But um, uh, but the first season is is really great. But um, Jared Harris is the main captain in that, uh, the protagonist or closest thing to a protagonist as possible. Um, he has been around for a long time. Uh, one of the first things i ever saw him in was the lost in space movie that came out in 98. He was, um, the, he was Will Robinson, but grown up and, uh, Oh (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause that that one was, that one was the, uh, that had Joey as like the security guard guy or whatever the ship guard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So back to foundation foundation, um, is a TV show that is made after the books of Isaac Asimov, who is, um, as you know, Joe, uh, one of the most famous, if not the most famous modern science fiction writers. Um, uh, I've never read anything by him and I've never, I don't never knowingly seen anything that is based on his work, but apparently there's a, there, there's quite a few things. Um, So this is supposed to be made after his, his main works, I guess. Um, this show is good. Uh, when it, like when it first came on the first, probably 20 or 30 minutes of the first episode, I was like, okay, this is just a standard sci-fi show. But one thing I did notice early on was that the, the backgrounds and environments were great. Like, they're just beautiful. Like I, a lot of it's CG, but it's really good CG. And it's like very detailed and intricate in a lot of places. Um, and there's a lot of thought that's been given to to the environments that they're in and every room that they're in. Um, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, kind of the syn- synopsis of this show, or at least uh, the premise of the show that you find out in the first probably 20 minutes is that there is this girl who lives on one of the outer worlds. Um, I should also say that this, that everything in the show does not take place near earth at all. Like it's um on a, and it's like basically like another part of the galaxy or whatever. So, so these are humans and also some aliens, but, um, but it's not about earth. But anyway, it's about this girl who figures out this math problem, and then she gets invited back to the capital world, um, which always I can't think of the name of this. Uh, I can't remember the name of this place. But she gets invited back to this the, the, the main homeworld um, to meet with the like lead mathematician who's like paving the way for like all this amazing science and stuff like that. And he gets he gets her there in a room with with it's just him and her and his uh, his like apprentice and he's like okay so they're going to arrest me tomorrow and she's like what and he's like yeah they wanted me to bring you here because um, you're the only one other one who understands this kind of math and they want us all in the same place and she's like why and there and he's like well because my mathematical formulas are going are showing that this empire is going to fall uh no matter what we do and um they don't like that so basically like heresy essentially is what he's being accused of so that's like the that's like the premise and then they have and then they kind of fast track some stuff in the first episode to like get it going but um but then in the second episode and third and even in the fourth, they slow things down a lot and really start to give you more of the characters and stuff like that. Um, But probably the coolest thing about this show is uh, the emperor or rather the emperors. So the, the emperor in this show is, is a clone um. So, 400 years ago, the main or a guy named uh, Emperor Cleon, he cloned himself, and so he will. So the clone takes takes his place, um, as emperor when he dies. But the way they do it is they have they call him Brother Dawn, Brother Day, and Brother Dusk, and Brother Dawn is always the youngest, Brother Day. So, Brother Don is like, I mean, he's born, and he grows, but he ends up being like 15 before Brother Dusk is put out to pasture, essentially. But um, so, and so Brother Don, in the first couple episodes is like 12, 13. Brother Day is played by a guy named Lee Pace, and he is the like, he's like the real emperor. So he's like about probably what 30 like like 35 or so and he's the one that makes all the decisions. He's like the real emperor and then brother dusk is a guy that's that is like in his probably 60s and he's there kind of to be an advisory role. Um and I was like okay like so in the first episode I was like okay this is fine, you know, I like that's cool whatever, but in the next couple episodes they really focus in on the emperor the emperors and show like what it's like to be them and their their problems um and it's really interesting because it's not like it's not like a simple thing like they're like they they do everything together but they also and they kind of ag- they kind of agree on everything but they also don't actually agree on everything because even though they're the same person and they didn't really say this in the show, but this is kind of my my headcanon. But even though they're the same person it, genetically, they grew up they all grew up in different times. So it's kind of like a nature versus nurture type thing. Cause sometimes the the main emperor is he has a certain demeanor and the the older emperor has a different one. And um, the younger one the, is different too. Yeah
0: it sounds you know it's the it's the, the sphinx riddle as you know with the three and when you have that uh yeah you because you have three de- you know d- despite it being the same person uh you also generally have um when you have someone older the concept is like they're wiser they might be a little more quote-unquote softer like not a, you know but anyone in the mid you know mid-20s to 30s or more rash bullheaded you know willing to make the rough the tough decisions uh, while someone who's older will make the uh will have more regrets so they'll be more reserve in a lot of those cases and then uh young can flip between a couple different things whether or not uh you're innocent uh, and you're either can be either more kind or you can be way more cruel because you know you you don't have the the full grasp of what you're doing you can just say just just Get rid of those people, you know, and not really understand the concept of that. So uh, being young can, you know, usually flip between the two. So um, having those three is a really neat idea, especially for a governing body when you can hear, you know, essentially you're hearing, uh, you know, a valid three different opinions, but it's all of the same person. So therefore, it's still, you know, it's an opinion that you would listen to because it's coming from you. Uh opposed to having a different person who's like, no, I'm afraid you're going to try to take over. You're going to try to do a coup, but it's me, so I'm not going to coup myself, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so this show, like, I mean, it's, it's good so far. Um, my main complaint would be that the first episode, a lot of stuff, I, I get it, I understand why, but the first episode, a lot of stuff is they throw it at you really fast, and they they just they just get the show started really, really fast. And it and it really isn't it's really not a very good well like eighty percent of it is say seventy percent of it is not a very good first episode. It's just too fast and too strung together. But thirty percent of the episode, especially the back end of that first episode is is really good. Uh, there's there's a big event that happens that's kind of your hook in uh the first episode that really um that really is a is a big showstopper. Um and a lot of the events, like a lot of the science fiction that they throw in the show, they'll show it to you, but they'll also give you context with with num like with spoken like they'll like say numbers or they'll say like say like They'll kind of they'll try to make it, like, they'll kind of attack it from both sides. So they're, like, showing you this big, cool thing, and they're talking about it, or vice versa, um, so that you're not just left going, like, well, that's just a, I mean, that's a cool, like, CG moment that you just showed me, but what does it mean? They, they do a pretty good job of that. Um, my other criticism is that, like, they dump a lot of characters on you in the second episode, and I have no idea why they're they are there. Like I know what they're doing and stuff, but I don't know why they ended up where they are. So, like, I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. But I just sort of took it in stride and trying to give, I tr- trying to forgive the show for having to be a TV show instead of a book. Um, but like, this has like really good interesting sci-fi that I haven't seen before. I'm sure it's popped up in other stuff. You know, I know, like, as Asimov stuff, but, like, I'm sure other authors and people have used some of the same sci-fi ideas, but a lot of them are fairly unique. Um, and uh, especially, like, like the Emperor thing is is just really, is really cool because of the stories that you can kind of tell with it. Anyway, it's a good show. I was actually... Uh, right in the middle of episode four, whenever, uh, whenever I had to take a break to do the podcast, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. It's, um, it's pretty good. I, I recommend it.
0: So uh, you weren't sure about uh, what else uh, his stuff has been in film or TV, and uh, the two uh, that you'd be, you'd recognize uh, one probably for sure. Uh, the, the one less likely is uh, the older movie Bicentennial Man
1: talking about uh, Jared Robin Harris
0: Will- uh no no um uh Asimov uh oh, oh stuff.
1: yeah okay
0: uh because Harris uh was in uh Mad Men if I remember correctly he, he was, was in that yeah. one for a while he was um uh, he's in a bunch of stuff actually he was in uh uh was it uh Fringe I think it was uh the tv show series, uh for a bit um he might have been I yeah. don't I don't know uh, but no um anyways Asimov stuff Bicentennial Man um that was based, uh, I don't know if it was a full, I think it was, yeah. It's like, uh, I'm not sure how I know, I'm pretty sure that is based off of that, uh, with Robin Williams being uh, a machine that becomes sentient and you know, uh, classifies his life and so forth. Then there's, uh, uh iRobot that was okay, yeah, uh, the great Will Smith movie.
1: See, or, I've, I've never actually seen iRobot all the way through, uh, whenever it came out. I was, uh, I think I was a teenager and I was like, eh, that's kind of, it just didn't look that great, but I've actually heard it's, it's actually really good.
0: I, I remember not really well, like so much at the time. Uh, but it's one of those things that it, I didn't hate it. So yeah. I think it was just, I think it was just me getting tired of Will Smith. Uh, yeah, it was that, it was the, like a lot of actors who become really popular eventually you're like, you know, it's really hard for them to sustain that level. And then he kind of faded, but then he kind of came back, you know, so that's kind of what I what I think of him Uh, in that scenario is just like he was kind of in my mind, at least, you know, maybe, you know, he's kind of on his way out. Uh, So,
1: yeah, he uh, was sort of struggling probably in those years. He was sort of he hadn't done like seven pounds and uh, I am legend and stuff yet, which maybe you like or maybe you don't or a pursuit of happiness. I don't think he'd done that that yet yeah
0: the pursuit of happiness i seven pounds i didn't watch um and uh the i am legend i'm like that's just omega man and that's an awesome movie and i liked i am legend uh i mean both of them are great as as what they were i'm like you know that so uh what was the last one you mentioned uh pursuit of happiness
1: yeah which one's that uh, it's where he plays a guy that's trying to become a stockbroker or something like that, but he has a kid and he's really, really poor, but he's really, but he's a genius and he just wants someone to give him a chance.
0: No, I guess I didn't watch that one either. I guess it's, any serious roles, I just didn't take them. Uh, didn't really watch them at the time. It's actually uh, really good.
1: Like it's, it, it's really good because of, because it just, I mean, it's just kind of a, like if you like, um, a story about somebody that kind of overcomes you know insane obstacles and it's based on a it's based on a true story too um it also has a really great one-liner where he's like late for an interview and he comes in and he's just wearing a wife beater and and jeans and he's like uh he's late and then he's like ah oh, you know sir like if you just give me you know just give me a chance and they pause for a second and the guy goes what would you say if I hired a guy with no shirt on, and then Will Smith goes, he must have had on really nice pants. And they all, like, all of the, like, I mean, he does it better than I can, obviously. But, like, all of the guys who are in the room, they just crack up laughing. And they're like, okay, we'll give you one chance it's and that th- like, that's probably the, that's probably the coolest part of that movie, honestly, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good. But yeah, like, like about foundation, um, like, like Asimov, this is probably the last thing I'll say Asimov. Um, there's some interesting stuff in here. Uh, Asimov wrote these books in the forties. So between 42 and 49, um, and, So not even 1950, it was like published in like 51, uh, the first of the foundation books. And there's some things in these books that it's like, wow, he totally, he totally called a big world event, um, in, in his book. Obviously it's like sci-fi'd up and like all kind of like different stuff, but there's some stuff that he totally calls. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, it seems like it's going to be a good show. Oh, well,
0: that's, you got me excited. Uh, I unfortunately don't have Apple TV, so, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll have to wait until it gets available to something else or, um, borrow friends. I uh, might so.
1: let you borrow mine. My, okay. my, my mom's already, already borrowing it. And the trick of the trick about it is that like, is that since Apple TV is what they are, they don't have profiles. So, so like, if I watch something, then it already shows as watched. Whenever my mom watches it, so she has to like be careful and make sure to like rewind it. So stupid in this day and age that you have oh, to do yeah. that. So <laughs> okay, so it I didn't think about that. I was just so, like,
0: just remember what episode you're on. No, no. If you cut it at the credits or something like that, yeah, yeah, that's... it could.
1: And if it backs up thirty <laughs> seconds and you see like the very last thing happen then you can ruin the whole episode. Um so yeah, I don't like it. it it would just you just have to coordinate and just whenever you if if I let let you borrow just whenever you watch something just say, Hey, I watched this so I know, okay, I'll Make sure to be careful and rewind it. But find yeah.
0: when your mother's about to watch, and then before that, go to as many of the dirty, naughty things I can, and quick favorite them, and what have just play, just play like half of it, and that way it stays on the most recent. Or do you want to continue this and be like Nick? What are you watching,
1: Joe? I'm not gonna let you borrow it now. Like I don't know why you, I don't know why you did that. I don't well, I'm just
0: telling you what could be if it was in the wrong what hands. What could happen? If all right. I was really gonna do it, I would have just done it and just be like, oops.
1: Anyway, that's all I got to say about foundation. It's real good. And that's all, all right. I'm Anything really watching else? this week. No, that's that's all I'm really watching. I've I mean, I've watched good games, obviously. Mostly I've been playing games, um, but I'm probably gonna Yeah.
0: Well, all right. Uh yeah, speaking about that, I've actually got to do some playing this week or the last couple of weeks, which is rare for me.
1: Oh. Um, What'd you play? Yeah,
0: so uh I finally got around to an older one. Uh it's a uh, super hot, uh, super hot two. Well, technically three. It's a uh, super hot mind control delete, and it's the third one in the series. I'm not sure exactly how, if any of it makes story canon sense, because it's all uh, kind of meta. And the first super hot was really good. Uh, essentially, you're you're in a computer program, or you're playing like the you, your character puts on a VR headset, and you're playing what you think is a simulator. Uh, like just this cool game and it kind of starts breaking the fourth wall well to your character and uh it starts playing around with a lot of concepts of you know self i guess uh the vr one uh which is pretty much on all vr platforms i have it on the psvr and so you're therefore you are playing the guy who puts the headset on and these uh the core gameplay is you're in an empty space that you know uh a white space that has enemies coming at you and you're kind of in the first game you're reliving action scenes from like different movies so you'll wind up in an elevator and there's th- you know there's some dudes all around so it's kind of like die hard three the opening uh, bit and time is stock still until you start moving so the mo- moment uh you move your character uh you know forward everyone's slowly starting to move and then as you get into the right position the icon will let you know that you can either punch someone or if you can reach out uh, and grab an item, which all the items that are grabbable or interactable interactable with is uh, black. So all the backgrounds are white oh, car- okay. and your enemies are red. Uh, so, you know, these are the bad guys and anything that's black, you can grab and you can throw it or uh, use it if it's a knife uh um, if it's a gun, you know, so they will have weapons sometimes, or they'll just come at you with their fists, and yeah, you just uh, you're reenacting all these scenes pretty much in slow motion so as an enemy shoots at you you can slowly see the bullet time you know, as it's coming bit by bit, and you can just kind of ballet around it much like uh, Neo Yeah. and if you have a uh, if you have a, you know, a sword, a katana, you can cut the bullet or you can take an item, like an ashtray, and just throw it at it and it's you know it's a very simple game it almost becomes a a puzzle in a lot of ways cuz a lot of these scenarios you're like okay i'm stuck here these guys are going to come up what is the best way for me to get from point eight, you know from here to here while murdering these people and when you finally get done with the entire level uh, you'll hear the words super hot and just repeating you know in you know just infinite of just super hot super hot super hot and it becomes very addictive to hear because you start chanting to yourself you know like yeah i'm (laughs) yeah because you feel badass when you complete something and when you finish the level you kill your last person it rewinds it and then plays it like you know as if you're watching something normally and then turned it to like three times speed so you're, you're seeing all these things like, you know, you dodge here, throw this, that um, punch that guy, you grab the gun out of the air, shot him with his own gun, you know, then threw that gun at someone else, grabbed their gun out of the air and shot them with it. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so the third game in the series uh, adds, you know, the first handful of uh, levels was actually really simple. And I was kind of on the disappointed side because I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, maybe I just played enough of these. That I just know how it works. And it's just there wasn't really much else. They changed, they gave you some extra mechanics. Uh, you now have a certain enemy that when you uh, hit them and they die, they'll explode into bullets. So they just you know, like shrapnel everywhere. So you just got to be careful you don't get caught in that blast. And they actually give you lives. Like you get little hearts before. It's like if you got hit, you died and you just restarted the bit over again. Uh, and now it's uh, you're know, like, okay, I have actual heart, you know, Zelda heart lives. And so like, all right, I can take damage a couple times. And that's not a big deal. Uh, so it really seemed kind of boring at first. Uh, then they start layering uh, a lot more uh, skills and abilities, and they start amping up the difficulty. Uh, and the entire time, the game's always talking about how like things don't matter, nothing matters, or like this, it's all a lie. You know, they they play their own little headspace. Um, they're like, you know, uh, you should stop playing. There's nothing more. There's just more. There's just just more senseless violence. And you just keep on playing. Uh, (laughs) uh, It ends up being really, really fun. And, you know, they do increase the difficulty. What they did this time around is instead of having a single level, you know, and then moving to the next, uh, you have like a block of levels. And so the kind of thought is you're going through data or like a code. And then you'll come into, you'll do a level and it'll say like, you know, bar. Uh, You finish that mission. Then you continue to the next mission and it'll say like uh, Yakuza. And so it's like a Yakuza Den. Uh then you'll have a spot for an upgrade. And as you collect more upgrades, you know, it'll it'll give you an option. Do you want more lives? Do you want the ability to um uh to start a level with a random gun? Uh or maybe start you know, then you as you keep on playing, you're just unlocking a ton of things. Uh some one of which is uh you know, every time you take damage, uh you explode uh bullets, essentially. You you know, you become like a, one of those shrapnel guys I mentioned before, or anytime you throw something, uh, when that makes impact, bullets will fly from that. Oh, uh, okay. You know uh, that you if you have the later. I just got the ability to every time I do a headshot, uh, the bullet will then uh, try to t- aim towards the nearest enemy. So if there's guys standing nearby each other, I shoot a headshot one, and also next thing you know, the bullet goes. Makes a beeline towards the guy next to him, and I can do two for one hit, hits essentially. Right, uh, but it's all RNG. So uh, as you're unlocking these, they just become a giant pool of potential uh, abilities. You know, it could be something like uh you know, throw. Uh, you can your throws are stronger, or your punches are stronger. Uh, you move faster. Uh, you know, or it just refills your hearts. So you, you'll have to see. You know, it's kind of a hodgepodge of what you'll get. And then you also get. Uh, different starting abilities because in the very beginning of each level set you get to you know set of levels you'll get to pick one major upgrade so i you know i often choose have more hearts because then it makes it for me that much easier but you can have it set up so it's like oh i want the ability to teleport uh to a person and instantly punch them Uh, so so long as you're close enough you can jump across a room And deck them and then they'll their weapon will go flying and you just grab it out of the air and use it on them uh and then that will recharge after a little bit uh and then you can just do it again teleport the next person punch them or there's one where it's possession so you'll teleport to that person instantly possess them so you can sneak up behind um you know a group of people because you'll just teleport to the dude in the back and then take them out from the from the back line forward wow um so they add a lot uh it, but it, it's at the same time. It's I feel that there's um, there's not as much story. Uh, there's never you, you kind of have to go hunting for the stories in the original, but they kind of at least made it a little more relevant.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean they're trying is, to weave a story in there, but but uh, mostly just let you just play the dang game and enjoy yeah, the because of is the a of of it. This very much
0: just a I'll do one more level kind of deal. I'll do yeah. one more level. The, the only the only downfall I think in the structure, which is you know. Uh, since you're doing a block of levels and that's your, you know, that is the whole level, uh, so you'll have to do like, I don't know, five or six uh, missions or these little, you know, vignettes, uh, and then that's that level. But if you make it towards the end and you die, then you have to start up all the way from the beginning and then do all of them again. Yeah. Uh, which can be tedious at times because, you know, sometimes you just, you know, the level placements, it, everything is kind of all RNG. So, uh you you know if i die i come back it's not like i'm playing the same set levels it's going to switch it up and then every time you choose an ability uh it switches up the levels too so if i choose the ability uh to start uh have guns with or every time i have a gun it has i have more ammo because you know usually you have a double barrel shotgun it's only two bullets well now i have more ammo but then the the next level that would have been like the dojo uh that one switches out to like the cemetery uh so it's everything is always all changing the the rhythm of something else. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, no, I generally like Super Hot. It's a fun time. It's you know there's, uh, it is a very simple game uh, in the in the concept, but it is very fun to uh, to complete because you find yourself. Uh, it's satisfying. I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, those are the best games.
0: All right. Uh, so the other game I've been playing uh, a bit of is uh another well it's new to PSVR it came out i believe it was in the beginning yeah, of Yeah so i forgot uh, so... that
1: you had a PSVR
0: <laughs> Uh i chose to have uh i didn't have a pc strong enough uh to at the time to run uh vr Yeah and when PSVR came out uh i I think it was already announced before I picked up my PS4 Pro because I didn't have a I didn't have a PlayStation uh, 4 at all until the Pro was announced. I'm like, I'm going to get that. And I thought they mentioned uh, VR was a thing coming up at the time. And it was the basic entry. It's like, yeah, uh, this thing, all the games will run at the spec because they have to because there's no way to upgrade it. And so I'm guaranteed a or at least more or less guaranteed a playable experience. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, it's not not as shiny and not as cool as uh, some of the you know the newer stuff out, but it works.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's like, yeah. The 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 PlayStation really could have done a lot with that, but you know, it's it's kind of too much for them to deal with PlayStation regular stuff and do VR as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm I'm
0: excited about them coming out with the second iteration, uh, because. That's gonna be, I think that's gonna be really nice. Depending on uh, what the final product looks like, Uh, I've, I kind of want to get the Quest 2, the Oculus Quest 2, because it's inside-out tracking, no cables, and you can essentially play almost anywhere. Uh, So you know, all things considering, Uh, and it makes games, you know, certain games a lot more interesting. uh, Because right now with the PlayStation, you're stuck with more or less facing, facing forward because uh, the, the the headgear is actually really comfortable. It's probably uh, one of the most comfortable ones that they have out. Yeah. Uh, but the the hand controllers suck because they're literally the PS3 move controllers. Uh, so these giant light orbs with triggers and thumb buttons. So that is the weakest part of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, what do we have on hand that we can repurpose? And they're like, we got this. Uh, so... Uh, that's that is the biggest disappointment of that system, I think. Uh, but the, the, a lot of the games and experiences are more tailor-made for the PlayStation and also controller. Not really, you don't you know. I'd say a good, uh, probably over half the games easily uh, work with controller. Um, and you play something like a uh, Resident Evil. uh was it seven? Yeah, Resident Evil Seven yeah. was a uh, you know you can play the entire thing in. Uh, VR, which is really neat. And then you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of arcade games. It kind of reminds me of the Wii when you were doing a lot of the, you know, the old shooter games, uh, you know, like the light gun games, as it were. Yeah. You can do that with VR, and that makes it a lot of fun, too. Uh, that's where the Move controllers really kind of shine. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff on there, and one of the ones I just picked up uh, came out, like, a little over a month ago. Uh, I think at the beginning of September, it came out to PlayStation anyways, was uh, Synth Rider and oh okay that one is in is a music rhythm game in the vein of uh, beat saber uh or like pistol whip and so uh this one has a lot of uh your controller you know essentially instead of you know beat saber having swords this one you have two orbs around your fists so you can think of them as either boxing gloves or pom poms one of the two yeah uh, whatever makes you feel more secure about yourself okay um, <laughs> and the idea of is, uh, like these rhythm games is you hit you know, you, you hit the notes, uh, and you got to get your timing right. You have your left hand, your right hand, and then uh you end up you can if you combine your hands together, uh they'll turn into a, you know, a yellow color. Uh, and then there's like a green one, so whatever whatever hand you want to, you hit the green and you just have to hit the green combo with the same hand. But the the nice part is it got me the only reason why I even wow. came up on my radar was uh the music behind it oh, yeah? uh, they have a lot they have a good selection of music that's a little bit ever, everywhere a little more variety and uh they they recently got muse uh to do a a whole song pack and that oh, was yeah i
1: remember that you were telling me about this that you because you really like muse and they have the song pack on here so it's right up your alley
0: yeah it's um uh, it's their music the the music they have for selection is kind of all over the place um uh, for just all the groups, uh, so they'll have like an, a quote-unquote adrenaline pack, and that one was a little more, um, I guess you know, harder rock. Uh, or like they, I think Offspring, they have two Offspring songs on there from the uh, their second album. So the one before Americana. So that has like the song Self Esteem on there and stuff like that, uh, which uh, I really like. I liked them back then, and that was really cool. They have they have a whole like electro swing uh, pack. So that's, you know, a bit different. Then, of course, they have, like, 80s synth-style uh, songs, and uh, they have some things that are Beat Saber-esque, where it's uh, more that uh, digital, like, poppy, you know. And it all works really well. Uh, they also have special customized stages for certain songs. And the if you've never seen what this looks like, essentially, um, think about going, the idea of, like, being moved down a hall or a tunnel and having uh you know having the these orbs come at you. Uh your job is to one hand is you know your right hand is like a pink color and your left hand is like a light blue. So very much that uh vaporwave aesthetic. And anytime these orbs come at you, you can just you know match your hand to the orb color and it'll auto hit and that will give you a point or like some points. Uh, they do give extra points for the emphasis of you trying to, like, punch it or, like, you know, or how centered your hit was. Yeah. Um, uh, but okay. if if you don't really care about that and you just want to move to the rhythm, it's still pretty good.
1: So you can just, so you can, like, there's a higher level of mastery to it if you want there to be?
0: Oh, yeah, very much so. That's uh pretty cool. So, yeah, it's Beat Saber does something similar where you can uh, you can just so long as you cut in the right direction of that the block shows you uh, you get points but then you get more for centering the cut and then there's more for the the angle of start and finish to the cut so instead if you just do a little tap like a little chop uh, you, you know you'll get points for it but if you want to get more points you'll pull back your chop and do a, a longer follow- through okay. and therefore you get more points I see. so it has more flourish as it were
1: uh, so they give you kind of style points I say.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you can make it more look if you can look more like a Jedi, uh then you get more points in beat saber. That's cool. Yeah, so it's uh it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh all these rhythm games, it's one of those things that you don't you know, it's no DDR, but at the same time it's more yeah, than DDR.
1: I don't know why uh, they quit making DDR, man. DDR was like such a good I mean, I never played it that much, but I did play it a little bit. And I always wanted to play it, um, but I just never wanted to spend money on it. I guess I would now as an adult if they had the same mat and stuff. Because that stuff is—I mean, people would like lose weight. Like I heard like more than one story of people who were really overweight, and they would just play DDR and they'd lose like fifty or sixty pounds, and just just because they like playing DDR and they're just like dancing all day.
0: Yeah, so that's you know that is because you're you're literally stepping everywhere. Yeah, uh, you know, essentially you're doing a square dance. You know, in in essence, like in one spot and uh, moving to the rhythm, and that that got a lot of people. You know, play, instead of playing game, quote, unquote, playing games on the couch, you're you're now playing it standing up, and it did help a lot of people. Uh, at least if you know, and it was a lot more fun. It was pretty social because a lot of people would go to the arcades when those still existed. And yeah, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> uh, but the problem is, I think. Uh, of the time, there was no, you know, uh, digital content didn't exist. So you'd have to make a whole new song pack. Uh, so you'd have to make a whole new game, a new iteration, you know, uh, you know, uh, Max 2, Max 3, stuff like that, uh, which is fine because a lot of people uh, would rather buy a whole new game than DLC. But nowadays, I think it'd be more successful. The problem is uh, accessories, uh, meaning that you'd have to buy a mat and people it's expensive to make mats even though they sold them for like 20 bucks a piece or something like that for the cheaper ones uh but then also the manufacturers would then have to make a bunch and then housing those things and if then if the market then starts to slow down here you are with a bunch of inventory taking up space in a warehouse that you're paying for and it just it's you're losing money the more of these things you have on hand or you piss people off by not making enough and then people are just always starving for these things. And then they get eventually just get tired of it.
1: It's the perfect thing to do a Kickstarter for, I think. Or I think it, it could be someday. Because like if somebody can go out and say, hey, um, we're going to make another DDR. And we're going to call it something different, obviously. But we're going to make another DDR. Um, we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of artists who say that they're on board. We just need money for it. We're going to put the game out and we're going to put a mat out and you pay for both at the same time. And they just make that. And then, then they could have, you know, like other backers and stuff like that. I think you could totally do that now. And then you could be like, you could say upfront, we're going to retire songs after so long. And we're going to try to keep getting more, basically turn this into a platform I think uh, Just work. Dance
0: does it really well, actually, when it comes to this. And that's the closest you have to a replacement. Uh, I hadn't actually played Just Dance at all until not that long ago. <laughs> I borrowed a copy from the library, uh, and I went ahead and used it. And, uh, the camera, at least on the PlayStation, uh, maybe my room was too bright, but the tracking on that was really bad. Uh, uh, but then I used the move controllers, but then you can only play with one person. And that registered really well. Uh, But what they did is they actually have like a whole, you know, you have whatever uh, year version of the game. So 2000, 2001, or, you know, I mean, 2010, 2011, because it wasn't back in 2000, 2001. But yeah, you'd have whatever year model of the game has. So as that current list of songs, just right there. And then you can sign up to their, um, their paid subscription service, which usually they give you like a first month free. And that one has their like greatest hits as it were were and they also cycle through some other songs. So it's like the Netflix version of okay. uh, their their own catalog. And that's really nice. Uh, so then you can play uh things like songs like um how was it uh, the night of the Roxbury. Uh, I can't <laughs> okay. remember the name of the song, but like you can play the original version, but then they had the the literal night of the Roxbury version where you're literally sitting in the car, and so you can see the two silhouettes, and you're sitting in the car bobbing your head and then doing hand motions. Uh, it's it's really dumb, but it's really fun, and you know a lot of people really love. Those what is games. it? It's like
1: like what is love, baby? Yeah, don't baby hurt don't me, baby. Don't hurt me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what it is and so they have all those they have a lot of good songs uh you know uh that is uh it's fun for the family and it's you know it because it doesn't require if you have a good camera or i guess if your setup's right i think xbox worked better for that uh because i thought their their camera system at the time was you know uh was superior for uh just the way it tracked movement like that and you can have up to four players um I think I I did that for the uh, the Wii, the Wii actually. If you had the Wii Motes, you can use those as well. Um, yeah, so it's uh, a good party game. Uh, then you'll get those people who are super good at it, and like DDR, it's just fun to watch. And just like yeah. any of these rhythm games, because you'll look at Beat Saber and see someone just, you know, they might as well just be a Jedi at that point. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, so, and you know, the only difference is it's a little harder. You know, it's you know playing these games in VR uh it is kind of an arm workout you know you do get really you do get really sweaty uh and which doesn't help when you're wearing a headset that fogs up
1: yeah
0: uh, and so it's one of those things that okay we're gonna take turns uh, I'm gonna play a couple songs and you're gonna play a couple songs so let me take off this headset all right now I'm gonna grab a bunch of tissue and just quite kind to of wipe down the, the 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 you know head forehead piece and now it's bone dry but it's still a little warm and, and here you go and like oh it's now it's my turn again and so yeah that could get kind of icky,
1: but I mean as long as you have like a alcohol rag or whatever uh you know you could you could probably make that work pretty well, maybe dry it off and then and then do it and then uh with a towel and then or with a paper towel and then put like a like a throwaway alcohol wipe or something on it. I don't know so, alcohol can can destroy plastic though too, so you gotta be careful
0: yeah i generally found that if you so long as you just you know uh unless if you're sweating profusely then you might have to use a towel but like some tissue uh like just quick dab it dry and it actually dries it actually dries up pretty quick um the only you know the only other thing is depending on how close you like it to your face uh my eyelashes are long enough to rub against the lens sometimes wow uh and that gets a it gets annoying and b it's like if it's it'll sometimes start to leave streaks and stuff on the, on the lens. So I have to then carefully clean the lens. Uh, you do have long
1: as, luscious eyelashes.
0: Uh, dude, Korean women, like, especially <laughs> the older, the older ladies, like they notice right away. They're like, do, do you, do you use eye curler or like, you know, like mascara? I'm like, no, no, no. It's I literally fall asleep, wake up and these, these suckers are already curled. Um, it's, it's
1: funny, but like men do naturally have longer eyelashes.
0: And it was, you know, this uh, Beat Saber is a good workout. It gets you, you get your arms real tired. Uh, I think that uh, Synth Riders has more movement overall. So you do have to move around a lot more because uh, they have sustained notes as well. Oh. So you'll have to, so you'll go ahead and hit a, hit a rail as it were. And then as the rail starts to move around in circle, you're moving more. And some of the objects are coming at you. You know, there's obstacles you have to move around, which are, uh, could could be lower. Uh, Beat Saber is a little more simplified that way, uh. Uh, and I think Pistol Whip has the most movement out of these, uh, as far as leg work and such, because uh, Pistol Whip, unlike these other rhythm games, uh, you know that have you hit uh, like ones, uh, Beat Saber with a sword or uh, Synth Riders with a pom pom. Uh, this one, as the name implies, has a pistol. Yeah. You can either do one or two pistols. Uh, depend- you can have change your loadouts and stuff like that. And you're going through a movie set is how it's uh, like uh, thought of. So you have these different set pieces. Uh, you know, you'll have one that's like a Mad Max, you know, and, uh, like a post-apocalypse theme. Uh, but it's all very minimalist. And so, or like uh, you'll go through Chinatown kind of deal. And so guys are coming from off stage from left and right, like the old, like the old westerns. Yeah. Uh, They'll run out, and then they'll turn to shoot, and then you shoot them. Uh, And if you just treat it just as a straight-up shooting gallery, it's not that fun. Uh, They just come out, and you just shoot them. Uh, The trick is to listen to the music, and then you earn points by shooting them on the beat. Oh, okay. Uh, so as the beats hitting, the screens flashing just a little bit, it's pulsing a little bit, and then you're, you're you're timing out your rhythm and you're bobbing your head up and down, or at least for me, I do, and I'm bobbing my, uh, my hand, and it has a very generous aim assist. Uh So long as you're pointing more or less in the right direction, and granted, you can you can make it more true to form, so you have to you know there's no you know lessen that aim assist, but yeah, then you'll you'll hear a lot of, I like that the the songs have fun bass to them, have fun rhythms. And so you'll have guys coming on stage from the left and the right, and you'll just be like, you know, you're like, bop, 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 bop. You know, but you just like with the rhythm, and it's like, you know, like, you'll come out and like, bop, 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 bop. And then you, then you reload in time, and then you're shooting in time. Uh, and then it, you get points. Uh, you can also earn max points if you're uh, double tapping or if you're doing uh, triple tap. So you have to, so, you know, a couple guys come out, and instead of going, you're, for a while, you're going, bop, bop, bop. And then all of a sudden, you're like, bop, bop, bop. You know, and you just, but it's very, it's just very smooth. And that one requires you to do a lot more legwork than you ever think's necessary. Uh, What happens is these, uh, your enemies shoot back and you can see the bolts coming at you. And so what you do is then you have to start weaving left and right. And you're constantly moving because they're shooting, their target is your head. Uh, That is just the the way it's uh, aimed. So therefore you can always see the bolts coming at you. And uh, what happens is, as they start populating, you're going to go to the far left, and then you're going to move to the far right. And you'll see the bullets, and you can actually hear them whiz by your ear. Uh, and then you'll start doing circular motions. So you're like you're doing these squats as you're trying to bend down, you know, And you're going all, all around. Uh, then they they also have obstacles to the you know like pillars. You have to go around and uh, lower things. You have to squat underneath. Uh, it's the first time I the first time I went through, I played a couple songs, and then afterwards I'm like, oh shit, my legs are gonna be really sore the next day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was almost sneaky. Uh, the only other game to really do that on VR to me was uh, Super Hot VR actually, because okay. Super Hot VR like there's a lot of things on the ground, and because anything anytime you moved, uh, it moved the game progression. So all of a sudden you see a bullet coming at you, so you just kind of I'm gonna squat and aim, just you know, lean slightly to the left. And then I'm going to let time, like, um, you're going to move your wrist uh, to get time going. So kind of like Arsenio Hall, uh, you know, wrist motions. And then the bullet's going to come by you. Then, uh, Then I'm going to stand upright. And so everything's like slow motion yoga, but without proper form. Uh mm-hmm. that's kind of how super hot is. And then also like I remember that my legs hurt for like two days afterwards. Uh just because I wasn't used to that kind of thing. Now it's no problem, but it was just like, yeah, dude, that sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I c I could see how that would be the case, yeah. You no,
0: know, um, but if you like rhythm games, uh and you want to cheap uh you know these games are on all VR platforms. Uh like I said, ch- take a look. Uh I like Muse a lot, so therefore this was no brainer. The game itself was only $30. Uh and I forget, I think the Muse pack was maybe 8. Uh, okay, so
1: that's that's pretty reasonable then.
0: Yeah, and then they had to get like, the game, the and get what you
1: want. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they had the everything pack for uh like $60, like all the DLCs they had currently. Yeah. And I'm like 60 bucks for the base game and all the DLC, sure, I'm in. Uh you know, I don't think they really, ha- I'm not really sure how many original songs they had. Beat Saber at least has a core, a good core foundation of songs without DLC. Yeah. And then they've really expanded their DLC to include a lot of things. They have um, uh, Imagine Dragons. They have uh, Panic at the Disco.
1: So just kind of uh, a lot of pop stuff. Yeah, Pop-y they have,
0: stuff. they just added Billie Eilish, who I'm not a fan of.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um but then you know they also added BTS uh which also not a fan of so I'm more hit and miss with uh Damn. uh with beat saber uh, so I don't buy all the stuff that they come out with but like their core stuff is pretty good but it's also more in the vein of um a lot of scratch EDM I don't know what you'd call it it's like not quite Skrillex level but it, some of the songs do have that um you know aesthetic to it uh, okay and, uh... You know it's uh but they also have a lot of fun stuff they have a uh, Tokyo machine which does a lot of fun like eight bit kind of sound you know it's you know pop sound to it yeah uh, no totally uh i th- those are just really fun things and v r is a different experience i uh, I like that I generally only buy v r games nowadays because a lot of the games I get for free on playstation uh plus and I can get a or I can get a lot of the new new games from a library. So I'll go to a local library and rent like the Resident Evil 2 remake that came out on PlayStation because I'm like, all right, I'll play that. Have a good time. Uh, I don't necessarily need to own it, uh, at least not right now uh, at full price. You know, that's I do a lot of, you know, but the VR games uh, I end up having more fun with. Uh, The only problem is it's just you have to have the space for it and, you know, a chunk of time, which I like said, I happen to just have this recent recently. So I was like, yeah, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that's handy.
0: Now, a game that uh, I was able to squeeze out, uh, the last game I really got to play, was uh, 12 minutes. Uh, I told you last time that I would go ahead and make, make sure to get time to do this, and I played all of 12 minutes. Uh, that was, it took me maybe four to five hours? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it would have been quicker if there was a nice, fun way to reset the level. I reset the time loop, but there's not, and so some things you're just really grinding out. Tell me uh, what you
1: thought about this game.
0: Okay, so, sorry uh, right, spoilers for twelve minutes. Uh, yes, you know.
1: spoilers abound. <laughs> this is your warning. We will probably not get to them for another minute or so, but yeah, we're. I'm gonna. I don't know. I mean, now that Joe knows, I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this game, um, if if I feel like it. So. Yeah. This is your warning. All right, go ahead,
0: Joe. Uh, all right, so what it was essentially twelve minutes. Uh, we talked about it before, but you're you're in a tiny apartment and you're in a stuck in a time loop, uh, and it was a really neat premise. Uh, you know, uh, you're you're having dinner, having some cake, and you know you get a surprise that you're going to be a dad, and then the cop comes in and you know or, knocks you out, and then the time loop starts again. Um the immediate problem i had with it was these type of adventure games usually have a i'm used to something like um the nonary games uh that's uh like virtue's last reward or 999 where when you go through a time loop uh there's usually a stepladder of these are the things i can now ask because i've unlocked it from before and one of the first things i was able to talk ab- talk about immediately with the wife was i'm stuck in a time loop and I'm like, What? Like that's usually not a thing you can say until maybe the third or fourth round. Because you're just like, wait, it's always the wait, is this deja vu? I don't know what's going on. Oh man, this is happening again. You usually so they go they let you jump immediately into that and she's like, All right, show me proof. And I'm like, Uh you know, it's it be made for a really awkward and really cl- you know, clunky beginning. Uh so I'm trying to trying to show her proof. Uh, then like three round three or four more goes around. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and here, I'm going to go grab the, I'm going to grab the item and show it to her. So I went into the bedroom, grabbed the present and she's like, oh wow, thanks. You've ruined the surprise, you know? And I'm like, I'm trying to talk to this. And like, I'm like, I'm in a time loop. And she's like, show me proof. And because I already gave she, I already showed her the, I had grabbed the box and she took it from me. There's no dialogue option saying Hey, I know what's in the box. You're pregnant. I know this. That you had to wait for her to give you that cue. Show me proof. Then you can go in the bedroom. Then grab the box and then show it to her. I'm like, I, I know how to make it from point, you know, like from point A to point C, but can I just skip B? No, you have to go B then C. And th- because of that step ladder effect, it made it really difficult. Or um, I want to just explore this branching dialogue at the end because there was something interesting here i clicked on one thing it didn't end well so i want to click on the other but i don't want to go through the whole damn chain all over again this i don't want to reenact the same sequences because i've tried doing that and also i'm like oh shit, i clicked on the wrong thing i did the wrong thing and now it's branching so uh i guess i'm just gonna walk out the front door <laughs> or i'm gonna try to ride this through and the front you walk well, like walk out the front,
1: like out the front the door like resets everything
0: Yep, it does. Um, But it doesn't matter if you're like if you're the shit. You have to reset is always is already towards the end, and then you're like, ah, damn it! I might as well just see how this part ends out. Maybe it'll give me more dialogue or more exploration. So that took a while, Um, and I think a lot of that was just it was uneventful looping, and they let you fast forward the dialogue, but it doesn't let you skip over the whole section. Like, you know, I know what you're gonna say, so instead you're just tapping. You know. To, to skip and it's like if it fast forwards like a cassette tape it literally makes that squeaky noise like a cassette tape uh and i was just like yeah just hurry up just yeah i don't care okay yep yep just move on to the next part all right and get this done so i wish there was more didn't have to be checkpointing but i just i wish i wish it was like a fast hard all right i'm just gonna reset this level um like I'm just going to top myself or just like fork in the electrical socket or something like that. And it ends and therefore you can just restart the level quicker. Um,
1: So, but on the whole, did you like this game? Like, I think the
0: story was fun for the price. I think it was like 30 bucks, 25 bucks.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, like I played it on game pass. I think you did too, right?
0: Yes. That's, and that's exactly it for the price of me having it on game pass. It, I enjoyed myself. I honestly think you got the amount of time out of it. I think, it, or at least, it took me about four to five hours. I and for the, if it was a full price game, I would have been more upset personally. I think it's fair for the price.
1: You think thirty bucks is fair, or you think the game the Game Pass price of whatever well, you're the already... Game
0: Pass price is totally fair. Uh, yeah. I am fine with Game Pass, but if I had to pay thirty bucks and I had gone through that experience, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, if I had to pay sixty bucks or seventy bucks for it, I would be livid. Uh, that's how I oh, that's right, how I look yeah. at
1: it. Yeah, it's definitely not that. It would have to be a lot more than it is to be that, even like forty or fifty.
0: Um, so I enjoyed the game, though. Is what it comes out <laughs> to is like I thought it was fun. The mechanic. Well, I'm a story person, uh, so it had it had an interesting enough story, and it, the only problem is the the mechanics got it in its own way, and that was what really that kind of upset a me more than anything uh, just because I would like it to have skipped things faster or let me re- just rewind to the, um, to part, you know, to, the, because there's, there's a clear, uh, there's the pre uh, uh, the pre knock at the door. And then there's the post knock at the door. I wish I, I wish I could just, you know, everything up to that point of the knock in the door. I want to keep that so I don't have to go through all that bullshit again. And I just want to jump it back you know, and that yeah. way I can do the latter half and explore that. And then if I need to, then go all the way back to the beginning and try something completely different from the foundation and then do the other branching paths. Yeah. Um, save scum like mass effect style. Like, Oh, this is the dialogue options I'm going to go with. I don't want to have to play the whole damn di- game again. I just want to save it right before the dialogue. See renegade. See, you know, like, and go through the whole thing and go, you know, and like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to go the other route.
1: Would you like so. to hear my take on this game?
0: Yo, of course, because you 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 were kind enough to wait wait two weeks for me to get around to this.
1: I played this game on Game Pass uh, a, a while ago. I think back in early August or something like that. Oh, I fucking hate this game. Oh, I fucking hate this game. I don't think I've played a game as much as I've played this game that I that I just fucking hate. Like I fucking hate this game so much. Um, where to begin? So, I played this game for like three, three and a half hours, and I got stuck. And um, what's on this? What's playing on the screen right now? If you're if you're watching, is kind of the area that I'm stuck in. Um, where you like but I, I just kept getting stuck and i kind of kept making breakthroughs but they weren't satisfying it was like oh okay i guess i put the the right thi- i put the right thing with the right thing that doesn't make any sense but whatever you know like it just uh, it was and it had like having to restart it and having not a clear like it needs it needed a reset a restart button just to, oh this is fucked, and I don't have to walk out of any place. I don't have to figure anything out to like figure out the reset or a time skip. It needed those kind of things. So I got to a point where I was kind of frustrated with this game, and I put it down. I was like, I'll probably come back to it later. And they were talking about it on on Giant Bomb, and they just they just came out with like the like the whole back end of the story and where it all leads. And I was like, that's where it leads. Really? And I was like, fuck this game. Fuck this game. The, the story goes, oh, yeah. the
0: reveal, the reveal was, I, I caught it before the final cycle or beforehand. I'm like, Oh, it's totally that then. Okay. Cause they just give you just enough hint. And like, really that like, that's it. I'm like, okay. Uh. Like,
1: like the reveal is like, it's just so stupid. Like, it's just, it's, this game is from a movie studio called Annapurna, which is why they have um Willem Dafoe, and I forget the, the dude's name and then um Daisy Ridley as voice actors and the, the 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 guy's name, the main guy is also pretty famous. Uh his name's on the tip of my tongue, but whatever. Um or at least in my mind I think that's why the like why they got those big time actors to come and voice this game this game makes me so mad because it's has so much potential it's small it's a good idea it's like the the aesthetic of it of the, like the top down is cool looking um and and simple and just gets the point across they got like the good voice actors that's fine The writing is, like, the the initial premise of the game is very interesting. And then the fact that there's a time loop. But every single thing after that is incredibly fucking frustrating. There, like, there are posters on the wall. They never meant anything to me. Maybe they do later. I don't know. But, like, like, this is such a point-and-click adventure game in the worst ways. Just like, oh, you put this thing with this thing and then you get this other thing. There's a couple times where it works out pretty well. What this game needed to be is a, it needed to be a adventure game gateway drug. It needed to be, okay, we're going to tell you a story and we're going to do it in the form of an adventure game and you're going to just be able to basically do some light puzzle solving. Anybody can just, like figure this out with like a second thought and or you just look around a little bit more and you're going to get it. Like it needed to be quick and easy and just take four to five hours and then just be done and be like, Oh, that was cool. I enjoyed that story and it was like a kind of a good idea and they sort of gamified it and yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, and then you're done with it. That would have been great. But all of the little shit in it is just so frustrating. It blocks you at every turn. It like has red herrings. And the fucking dialogue goes nowhere. It's like any normal person would... Like if I say, hey, there's a guy that's going to come in here and says that you murder your father. Did you murder your father? Well, that's crazy. Well, uh, you know... You want to elaborate? No, that's crazy. This conversation is over. It's just so frustrating. Every single thing about this game is just incredibly frustrating. I love the idea, and that's what makes me so mad because it was such a good idea, and it's just such a slam dunk, home run, touchdown, whatever you want to call it. It's right there. You just have to execute a little bit better. And they they did not. They they totally dropped the ball to me. But I just like I detest this game. This game this game is definitely my worst game of the like worst game of the year list. Like I just I just it's made me so mad. That's all I have to say about twelve minutes.
0: Well, you just need to get good at games. Uh... Yeah,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe, but you know no, what? <laughs>
0: like, like I mentioned, having needing a reset, much like uh, the Trials games, just a quick button where you could just be like, boop, and let me start this again. Uh, that would be really nice. Uh, some sort of mid-save point would be nice to just go back to. Um, you know, the I didn't find the dialogue that bad. I only found it that bad because you have to play through the same scene again and again and again. Uh,
1: like the actual like, acting of it is fine and like the things that they say are fine up to a point until it's just nonsensical it's just like no human being would act this way
0: so Annapurna, uh I don't believe they actually developed the games I think they are a publisher uh, because um, for this one it was um, uh, Louis uh, uh, it was at an antonio um yeah luis antonio is the is credited for uh actually developing the game
1: well and, i mean like anna perna's involved and i know that yeah it's like, so like, they're like they, they publish, they publish like a lot
0: of games uh, artsy is not the way i want to put it um but there they, are adventure games with a story to it essentially um they did uh what remains of Edith Finch uh, oh, okay. which was a which was pretty solid. Um, everyone
1: says that's amazing, that that's really great.
0: I think I wasn't as I wasn't amazed as everyone else was, but it was really it was really solid. Um I think it's I I would recommend it to people. Go ahead and play it. I don't think it's um I know it's Jeff sh- Acklar. It's short, uh, right? From, it's not uh, it's not really long. What?
1: It's not very long, is it? It's only like
0: um, no, it's, you can, it's, you'll probably beat it faster than you'd beat this. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a good game though. Uh, there was, um, I think they did, uh, they did a couple other ones. Um, Kentucky Route Zero, I think they helped publish, you know, that was oh, kickstarted yeah. at first. So, uh, I know they had, they're credited with bringing some, uh, some of it over. So I'm not really too sure how much funding they got. Um, there's Donut County. I think they have, uh, some helping with that. I'm looking at a list here. Uh I, they ended I, up
1: like I liked Donut County. It was too short, but it it was it was it was short and sweet. I and I liked it for that.
0: Yeah, they're showing here uh The Unfinished Swan Oh, for for Microsoft and iOS. Okay, so that that came out that came out a while back yeah, like, a while ago. for PlayStation. And that one was uh that one was an RA game too. I like that one. Um No, but they they do those kind of games. They help publish a lot of that stuff. Um so, you know, it's they're more of an experience, you know, they you know of that sort. And that's fine. Uh yeah. this game uh I think so, right, let's just get into let's just get to the meat and potatoes. All right, so the ending of this game, like you end up the whole concept is the murder of, you know, your wife's accused of murder. As you're going through, you find out uh she thinks she murdered uh her father. Uh, She can't, but turns out she actually, you you discover through the few clues, the few things you have in your apartment, that uh, she didn't murder her father. Uh, She did shoot him, but she didn't kill him. Uh, Someone else finished that job off later. And you end up discovering, so your character met her and you've been together for like eight years. Um, at, At least, I don't know if you're married for eight years, but you've been together for eight years. And uh you you end up hearing uh, the the cop who comes in who straight up if you let him if you just leave him alone straight up murders your wife uh he take he gets what he wants straight up murders her you find that out when you hide in the closet and you're watching um i don't know if you actually got around to hiding in the closet
1: I did i didn't let him i guess if i didn't fiddle with the light and he and she was asleep then he would murder her because like if you hide in the closet and she's awake then she says help me and then he comes and looks for you uh
0: so yeah it depends on whether or not there's a lot of you know it's it's like an excel if and then statement if this then that uh so if you walk into the apartment she's in the bathroom that's how it starts out so you can quickly hide in the closet um you can pick up. There's a phone in the closet, and so you can pick up the phone, and they can. You can actually call 911. <laughs> so I did.
1: But they never. But like, did they, they take too long to get there?
0: They literally take 15 minutes to get there. Uh, so then I was thinking, do you have to stall for time? Is that possible? There's no way. Um, and then you know what what you do is you can just watch how things unfold. because She doesn't know your home, and so you can watch the whole thing unfold. And uh, he he beats her up. Uh, which is kind of oh, rough to okay. watch. You can hide the uh, closet
1: before she comes out. Yeah, I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, so you're just peeking through the vents uh, in the closet. Uh he'll uh then she she he goes into the bathroom, finds the pocket watch she's looking for, comes out and he just he just tops her off, just pulls out a pistol, domes her le- leaves it there like she committed suicide. Uh and then yeah, uh then he walks away. Uh that's it and uh, after you wait enough times, then then the um, the cycle will start all over again. Uh, I think at one of the times I I, I played that out. Um, oh no, that's right. Uh, you can so much fucking crap you can do in this game. Uh, but if you leave the wife, if you leave her alone, uh, she's in the room. She what she does is she goes to the bedroom and she flips the light switch by herself. It pops. Uh, and then she goes, she makes a noise. Uh, then if you come out of the closet, she's like, oh, I didn't realize you're home. And then what you could do is you could turn off the light switch. Um, and that's what I
1: would do to get him down is I would go do that myself as soon as I came in the house.
0: Yeah. Uh, but be careful because, well, how did you get, how did you get him to go to the closet, go to the bedroom?
1: Well, I'd put her to sleep.
0: Yeah. So you drug your wife. Yeah. Um, so the. Uh, I forget. Also, you got to be careful how you do the sequence of you do things because I once popped the light switch first and then if you have the wife come in and uh, or if, if yeah. she ends up, you didn't trigger her, she could flip the switch and then kill herself.
1: Yeah, well, uh, or knock herself out, right? Or does she die? No, no.
0: She straight up dies. Okay. Um, the dude if you switch, if you flip it um, uh, I, or I'm pretty sure she, she's labeled as dead uh, and then unfortunately there's no way to, you know, then he'll hunt the, through the entire apartment and find you if you're hiding. Uh, it always bothered me that the bathroom has that shower stall and I always felt that you should be able to hide behind the sh- in the shower and be away from the point of view because he walks in he doesn't peek in the he doesn't peek around the corner so if you're just standing there he shouldn't know you're there uh, but every time he's ever busted into the bathroom I've been hiding behind the stall next to the thought you know the the uh, shower head he will always yell and he immediately knows where you are
1: um, yeah and that's yeah yeah
0: so I because I always thought that was a a key thing uh you can you can flush the uh the pocket watch uh I once tried flushing everything to cause a flood to, uh, to hopefully make water flow to hopefully get a super or something up I tried that
1: where is uh, that the watch work. anyway
0: oh you didn't oh, okay the watch is underneath the uh the the sink or underneath the the medicine cabinet so you another fucking stupid thing you have to click on the medicine cabinet you open up the medicine cabinet then that gives you the angle you have to look underneath the medicine cabinet and you can click on the vent there. And uh. you have to use you have to use pretty much anything to, to pry it open. So it's like you can't do it by hand. OK, then. So I use I would generally use one of the knives or, or like utensils, like a spoon or something like that in the kitchen. Um, but then I found out, oh, you can just literally use the keys that are in your pocket. Yeah, uh, okay. to, so you and then then you, you open it up, you grab the watch. Uh I tried giving him the watch in the beginning and it just didn't work. Like it didn't work the way I wanted it to, just try to give things or try to make things happen. Yeah. And like half the time if you try to speak to him, he'll just knock you out. Um I, you know, eventually then I got into that murder spree of let me try everything single way I can do while I have him tied up. Like I'm gonna go ahead and hide. Well, first I'm like, I'm gonna try hiding here, or I'm gonna try doing that. And like, you know, there's
1: do they ever tell you where the watch is? Or yeah. do you Okay, so you you can you can get it out of somebody, you can um, make make her tell you or something.
0: Yeah, when you hide in the closet, you hide in the closet and you watch oh. her. You watch her. You watch him and her react. She's like, he's like, is there any? Is there anyone here? Um, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, you know, something like that. And she goes, and you know, like She's like, my husband's gonna be home pretty soon because you're hiding in the closet. She doesn't know you're there. Then she's like, and he beats her up and she goes, it's an, it's underneath the vent. And okay, those, so, so that's one of the dialogue options you have early on is, you know, you can say, I know the watch is under the vent or you pull out the watch and you hand it to her and you go, this is your father's pocket watch. You know, that with the baby clothes are some of the key indicators that you're like, hey, uh, you know, this is what's going on. And then it's like, don't open the door. You know, you can you can tell her, which doesn't mean a damn thing. Uh, really? Uh, you yeah. know, she, she won't open the door and then you can lock the door and then he'll still kick it down. Um, which is always weird because then you know he'll, um, you know, if you when he's unconscious, I, I'm. Just through his phone. Found out, found the text chains, uh, and so long as you make a dial, you dial out, then he'll you'll remember those numbers, and so then you can call from her phone. So then you can call his daughter from your phone. Yeah, and have dialogue options that way. Yeah, um,
1: I I did, I did some of that stuff. Uh, I should I, I should have thought to let him. Stephanie? I should have thought to let him, kill her, but I just never about just going and hiding in the closet immediately i don't know i never thought of that
0: yeah it's um uh it's like i, said, I was just like i'll just see what happens because it's that's a lot of these things like i just want to see where it goes i'm like jesus dude that was rough a the beating up and then b when he kills her she's just like bubbling blood from her head for a while yeah, like it can stop now stuff. yeah you can stop no really you should stop <laughs> you know it's like that's kind of rough to watch um and so one of the things is you're uh, you, there's an insurance company cause you find out that the, the cop, his uh, daughter has cancer through the text messages. Yeah. And so it's like, all right. So I tried calling the insurance company. They're like, please yeah, be on hold. I and I, I went through the entire sequence in the closet on hold and you're just watching them and as you're hearing everything go on in the background. And then I spent the entire 12 minutes just motherfucking on hold.
1: I fucking hate this game so much. <laughs>
0: Um, it's very much of an old, uh, the old, uh, point and click adventure games. Oh it's, just uh, so, it's I mean,
1: like I get what those are and you know, but like when I saw, when I got onto this game, I was like, okay, this is, it just like, they made the game that they wanted to make. And if the story was better, I'd be like, okay, you know, this is, this is whatever. But I mean, get to the, like, I mean, like. The the fucking thing about this story is that it's incest. Like,
0: yep, that's the plot twist. Is that's the twist? Uh, turns out, turns out the brother is the one. You know, the brother, she has a uh, a brother out of uh, her father had an affair uh, with uh, a, not a maid, but a babysitter or something like that. So, a maid or something. I can't remember, but had a kid, uh, and the kid was constantly referred to by the mother as a monster, and so. Uh, some through some means you know the it's the brother who killed the dad and then somehow or another you don't remember it but you know you wound up with her, married her, been living with her forever, now she's pregnant, and it's you. Uh it was you, you know.
1: And it's just like like
0: that reveal is why? really, really bad.
1: Just like uh, what, like why write this story? I don't understand what point you're trying to make. Like so in in filmmaking in story writing in general there's a couple taboo there's a couple taboo topics and they just they're taboo cuz they just don't really ever play well one of them is rape one of them is cannibalism and one of them is incest and so whenever i see that in a story of any kind any one of those things I'm like, okay, you fucked up here and you're going to have to prove to me that this was really necessary. And I, I can't think of any time that it really was. And this is definitely one of those times where it's like, you could have made it something else. You could have done something differently. And it just, I got one. I just didn't need it.
0: Old boy. Old well, boy totally like, works.
1: Like, old boy is, like, old boy, I was actually thinking about it earlier before I started to talk about the three different things. But old boy, like, does it as good as you can do it. And even then, it's just, like...
0: Oh, that was wow. pretty... It, they did it in the... No matter what, you cringe. But it, they did it the best way possible. And it was uh it was incest, which kicked off the whole thing. Uh, because he, he accidentally stumbles across... Uh, a brother sister duo and the sister kills herself. So therefore the brother then waits 30 plus years to get his revenge uh, or 20 years. And then keeps the dude locked up forever. Uh, completely mind fucks him. Spoilers like, for old boy,
1: by the way. Spoilers for old boy, by the way.
0: That's like the first half i I didn't spoil the ending so far but the way they they carry that thing out to the end was was super awesome uh it was I'm talking about the the Korean old boy I did not see the um the u s remake I forgot that, I did not, not hear that. I heard it wasn't very good uh so I just like well you know what I'm not gonna bother with that and no the Korean version uh, was solid I yeah. recommend watching it uh unless if you're very queasy about that but it's just it is um, it's a yeah. classic
1: I mean it's a good movie and it yeah I mean that is that is like like one of the ones it's probably the yeah. only one I can that I would say it's kind of worth it I still think they probably could have made that movie without it without it being that just because it's, it's some yeah. some things that are just kind of too gross and well, it's,
0: it's exactly but that's also it's one of those cultural things to a certain extent but not saying it's very common there but it's just saying what we find acceptable or like because we find the it's maybe you know it's we find it way more cringy just because that's how we are. Uh we also find it way more cringy or hard uh, to talk about sex or sexiness in in normal conversation to say something is sexy uh without being like super uh Sounding super pervy is yeah. very difficult in American culture. You can yeah. be like, "Dude, that dress looks sexy," but I'm like, "But I'm not talking like and try to not make it sound like you're hitting on someone is nigh impossible." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? like
1: over there, it, it probably doesn't have quite the. It probably doesn't hit quite as hard. Um it's, no, so but anyways, so old boy it's, is it's, old boy made, the okay. only
0: exception I can think of where incest, like other than like, uh, where it's like a good movie and episode, it has that in you know?
1: it. <laughs> yeah, well, like where what?
0: The X Files episode. Uh, oh crap! I can't remember the name of the episode. It's one of those. Um, it's that. It's the Hillbilly Family. Uh, yeah, re- I
1: haven't seen all of them, and I don't remember that it's one, one. It's one. It's one of, of those it. few
0: episodes that, if you ever just look up, um, it's like one of those ones that haunt you forever. Like you will never forget that <laughs> X Files episode if you see that one. Um, yeah. It caught, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I so, mean, like, it's just this game. It didn't need to do that, and it it should have. It should yeah. have done.
0: It, I, it ends. It, it ends more or less with you getting to see the discussion with your father, and then the reveal that, uh, hey, you just you know you just discovered she's your sister, and he's just like, like, you need to stop this relationship, and then you can kind of go through a couple dialogue options of okay, you know I'll end this, and you can kind of end it that way, or you can be like, no, I need it. like the I I need her, uh, what she doesn't need to know. And so you know then that's kind of what triggered the the, the fight because you struggle with him and then that's when you accidentally shoot your father yeah and so it so it wasn't like you killed him in cold blood uh but you know he was he want he wanted to stop you from you know dating your sister they don't really explain much about that either because that's where it gets really murky because you allegedly uh, at least i got the idea that you guys met in new york uh, but you get—I guess you guys knew each other beforehand. And then there's a couple other scenes that play out where so, you can relive. The...
1: So, so like, is the idea that like you didn't know that, like the character didn't know that she was his sister until later?
0: Uh, they. So the whole reason why she came to New York was because she ran from uh, after she thought she killed her father on Christmas. She runs to New York on New Year's, or she's there by New Year's. Uh, turns out her father died at New Year's um and like a couple like a little after new years like a month or so later something like that you meet that's where she meets um your main character uh, and then they've been together ever since okay um so what happens is you can replay the ending in a couple of different ways and they kind of shot they do like different lighting so it's a different time of day uh the dad looks different but the entire time I'm pretty sure the dad is still voiced by William Defoe which is throwing things really weird um and one of the character models did look like William Defoe's uh, detective model, bald, and like, you're like what the hell? Like, what is it's? It's making things really murky, uh, yeah. and so, it's you know like you you can you can ask to be you know if there's she she's reading a book, and if you clicked on the book enough, then the dialogue option the book's on the shelf you see so uh, in the, where you're kind of being interrogated, and you can start quoting the book, and then the dad the dad's like I'll help you forget. And you can pretend like this never happened, you know? And so you kind of, you can choose to kind of get your mind wiped. So therefore you forget that you're in love with her. And so she can live with her own life kind of deal. Yeah. Uh. So there, the, the, it kind of implies that maybe you forgot about it. And that's why. Yeah. You you're yourself... like
1: in this, own, your own hypnosis in your own mind, just reliving this over and over. So you're. You're basically probably a vegetable or something somehow somewhere.
0: Well, my thought is, well, it's like, well, that's the question is, how did he murder the dad while while also? My, I I think he, you know, it's like you because they allegedly met after uh after she ran to New York, so the conversation she's having with the father about him being in love with his sister, like it sounds like they were already an item, uh, and so it's yeah. really throwing the time thing for a loop, and so it's one of those like uh uh Donnie Darko slash uh, American Psycho you know w- how does it really end it's slightly ambiguous and that part irks me that was like that was what the the big like the whole ending they dropped the ball on that I think
1: yeah yeah I'll say
0: <laughs> on that on that positive note <laughs> uh so oh, you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the fucking downer um you know, you've been playing something uh, which has a much better uh, family relations.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess this is another brother-sister thing. <laughs> I've been playing, well, I'm just going to talk about this for a minute because I've only played like an hour and a half or so of it. Um, so I started playing. Talking
0: about incest? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. More more brother-sister love. Um, I just started playing this game called Near Replicant. Um, came out back in April. Uh it's a remake of a game that uh a game called Near. Um I think it was just called Near. And um so back in the 2010s I think uh somewhere around there there was a pair of games that came out. One of them in the United States um for the Xbox called Near Gestalt about yes. a father looking for or trying to find a cure for his daughter um well uh the same game came out also in Japan for the Xbox but also in Japan um uh, another version of that game came out where it was a different main character um but uh, but he was uh the brother of the sister um
0: and Replicant was the uh, it was near. Replicant was the uh, the PS3 version, uh, originally.
1: Yeah, so I think I get yeah. I guess it was called Replicant then too, or whatever. Um,
0: yeah, it wasn't until they came out to America alone that they call it just straight up near. That was, it was it. only the one version. Yeah, that was. Uh, it. That's that's confusion because America just got near, which is Daddy version, and then in Japan Xbox version was near the Daddy version, but that was Gestalt. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Replicant was the. Uh, PlayStation only version with uh, Pretty Boy Brother.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, I started playing this game, and this game definitely is a PlayStation Three game. Like when I started it, so i had played near near Automata earlier this year for the first time, and I really liked that. Um, and so I wanted to go and go and play this. And when it starts up, I was like, "Oh dang, this is this is definitely a PlayStation Three game." Um, it's just uh, I haven't played very much of it, um, but it's it's just kind of bare compared to what was done in in Automata, which that was even sort of bare in places in some ways for like a for like a PlayStation Four game.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, you make it a vaster landscape to kind of give it more you know feeling of a more world. Uh, there just wasn't a lot in between. Uh, though I think the movement in this uh, is at least pretty nice because you you run at a good speed at least
1: yeah and this one like you run super fast right away and in, in, in automata you had to you had to kind of earn that and stuff um, but like the movement in this is good the combat is pretty good it's not it's not as good as automata um, but uh, I'm gonna keep playing this and and it uh, it should be good i kind of just wanted to see sort of the roots of automata and where that that went. I've also heard this game has a lot of character to it Has a like it's a it's like a really good six out of 10 game. So I may not finish it because it is like a 40 ish hour game to do the main story um, and a couple quests side quests. Um, but it should be good for for at least a little while
0: yeah um no they do and especially if you like Nier automata they do some uh filler backstory for uh some of the characters um so that's that's it's something at least some stuff you get to look forward to yeah uh, for sure yeah exactly right, well,
1: so it it, it it should be good but but um i'm not i'm i am not i am my. gonna play it slowly uh maybe a couple hours here or there i'm not gonna mainline it really okay
0: all right well anything else you've been playing
1: yeah, um, so last week I just started playing um, a little game called Eastward on the on the Nintendo Switch. It's also come out on the uh, PC. I would recommend playing this on the Switch, though, um, for some reasons I'm going to get into. Uh, it probably runs better on the PC, I'm sure, and all that stuff. Um, it runs fine on the Switch. Um, it's only given me, like, I think it's crashed once, um, but never handheld, and it's only kind of weirdly made like a sort of a minor glitch, like one time. I've never gotten stuck or anything like that. But this game is just, this game is just so cute and so much fun. Um, it's not difficult, but it started out really easy, so easy that I was kind of worried about it. And it's gotten to where it's now like a, I would say appropriately difficult. Like I get like there's some rooms that I go into in like a dungeon and, and I'll die like like once or twice because they're kind of kind of tough. Um, and then the bosses, I die, I think I've died like twice to one of the bosses. So it's still it's still very easy. Um, but the, the aesthetic for this game is great. Uh, the combat is is um, more complicated than I initially gave it credit for. Um, so so basically, like this game is: you are a father with an adoptive daughter. I'm not sure how much I said this, how much of this I said last time, but you're a father with an adoptive adopted daughter. You've got a frying pan, and she's got psychic powers, and together you're gonna whip ass uh, through this world. But Um this game is uh is like the combat is is very quaint. Everything about this game is just so quaint and cute. Um has a
0: lot of character and charm, yeah.
1: It totally does. So something I didn't understand when I first started playing this game is that this game I think is a love letter to Earthbound or Mother or the, the, the Mother series. Um because like I never played those games, but from but I started to but there's so many hints that they drop in here, and it kind of looks like those games that I went and looked at, you know, like like Mother One, Two, and Three, and it is, it does seem to be to be giving a big nod toward those games. Um, the story is just is like is very sweet and simple but it's also kind of serious in places and it also gives off some weird vibes like the characters like kind of talk sort of like you know like cartoonish in a way like they say things like that cartoons would say but then you go up to like a refrigerator uh which is where you can save your game and when you click on the refrigerator to save the game it gives you this like and every every refrigerator is different they give you a different line but they give you these lines of dialogue about memory and like forgetting and um like uh like like what memory means and like if you open up somebody else's memories are you them or are you still you and it's it's kind of weird stuff like that that kind of gives a little bit a little bit more of a of kind of a air of of uh, strangeness to the game. Um,
0: so, like you know, are you to be or not to be? Okay, yeah, i'm sorry it's, it's near joke
1: like yeah it's <laughs> the wrong segment dude wrong segment
0: <laughs> you should have done this before see that's the way it should have went rolled in
1: real good this is the stuff we have to get nailed down in pre-show um but like uh like this game is pretty long um it is uh this uh eastward they're saying it's between 30 and 40 hours uh one reviewer said it took him 33. So they're kind of saying about 35 hours. I am 20 21 hours into it. Um so it kind of feels like I'm getting close to the end of the game, but I heard it's, you know, upwards of 30. So I guess I have quite a bit more to go. If there was a way I could recommend to play this game, it would be to play it on a Switch or at least handheld. Maybe you could play it on uh on the new uh, uh Steam handheld Steam Steam Deck that's going to come out. Um, You could play it on there, I guess, uh, at some point in the future. But play it handheld, um, in bed, 30 minutes before you go to sleep. 30 minutes to an hour before you go to sleep. It's the perfect palate cleanser. You're playing your shooter. You're playing your hardcore action game. You're dying over and over again. You turn that off. It's time to go to bed, sort of. And you can get a little bit in this game done. And it's just so it's just a just a nice chill experience um, the music in this game is fantastic I love the soundtrack uh, almost every single song is just a great earworm um, it's great like uh, they just they just put a lot of thought into this game I've been seeing a lot of uh, eights hang on a second I've been seeing a lot of eights. Um come out in the reviews scores. I think that's fair. I think it's probably it could probably probably be a little bit shorter um and maybe do a little bit more in certain places and bump up the score. Um depending on how it ends, I think I'll probably give it a little bit higher than that like a, like a 9 just cuz just what this game's doing you just don't see it in other games I, I, don't, I don't see it in very many other games the pixel art alone is worth a lot of points the soundtrack is also amazing and the gameplay it's not really complicated but it's sufficient and it's entertaining it's ne- it's never it never overburdens you um, just an all-around good game highly recommend it
0: oh, that's good uh, yeah the it looks wonderful uh I can it's one of those things that uh does it interest you in playing uh the mother series or earthbound you know the second one which was on the ps uh or not ps i'm sorry um the snes uh which was the american classic
1: so like yeah mother is um pretty widely lauded and on a lot of top 10 lists um I think Mother one and two are probably a little too old for me to really be able to get into uh but but yeah like uh like earthbound wait wait, which is mother two um I might go play that a little bit just to kind of see what it's like.
0: I still like that game a lot i've uh, I play it once every like five years or something like that I'll get back into it uh it it's a really solid game uh when it came out it did a lot of quirky things that nothing ever did. The strategy guide with it had scratch-and-sniff monsters. So the back of the... Yeah, you flip to the back. It shows a picture of each monster. And, you know, you just scratched it, and you can smell it. Uh, The game itself came bundled with a T-shirt. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was like this SNES SNES cartridge that came with uh, a T-shirt. It was weird, but it was cool. Uh, That's awesome. Excuse me. The combat, on the other hand, was... uh, was decent uh the nice part is uh, you got to a certain level if you were like a couple levels over the enemy you can then encounter those enemies and insta kill them oh, so wow. yeah like you'd go in and you know it's, uh, instead of it's about to play that music like you're gonna go play and i just mix a like and they just die like you see a light like a flash across the screen and you get the x p you get the items they do, and you just run into the next person and uh you got to murder them that way uh, so for me it it really promoted that old habit of mine of just grinding early game just so I could just be o p as hell and just come across and uh
1: just walk through the rest of the game
0: yeah it's i mean it got difficult later on, even when you grind early on, but it was also very it was the modern setting it was a you know suburbia America like the early nineties. Uh, your weapon is a baseball bat, you know, yeah. uh, aliens come by and you're like, what the heck's going on? And you got, you know, you're with a friend and the friend's like, I got a, like a yo-yo or something. And it's, it was a fun, quirky game. They, they also, you know, it had a lot of charm to it for sure. Uh, I tried playing the original and I, it was very similar. So I didn't really get as much out of it. And the third one never came to the U S uh, officially. Uh, that I can remember. It might have later on, uh, on like maybe the 3DS or something. I can see it happening there, but...
1: I think it uh, is. I think it did finally come here. Because I've, okay. I've seen people uh, on YouTube talk about how fucking amazing it is. Okay. Uh,
0: it's an, I just missed it then. But the... You know, that one was always... You always had to play it fan translated. Yeah. Uh, the longest time. So emulations and such.
1: Yeah, uh, like, like like that one, like I would probably play... Earthbound and then Mother Three, um, if I was gonna, if I was ever gonna do that, I, I I have heard just really great things about about those games. And this, and if this is like what that is, then I can see why like somebody would go to all this trouble to try to make a, a a game that emulates what those games do because this game's this game's great. Um, it's good. Like, I, I mean,
0: it's, uh, I'm glad it's also not a big party either. Like it's only just the two characters really. And that's it.
1: See, I so. thought it was going to be more characters. Um, like you were going to change out or something like something, like, something like that. Cause I think I saw some, some trailer or some gameplay that showed you using different characters, but I guess I, I was wrong or maybe it's still to come. Um, but uh, like the other thing to, about this game too, is that like, it's twenty-five dollars, man. Like, and I got it, I mean I pre-ordered it because I didn't wanted to play it, so twenty-two fifty, you know, it is it's so worth that. It is yeah, so sure. worth twenty-five. I I would say this game is easily worth 40. Um if it was maybe a little bit longer, a little bit more robust, uh, I would say it could be worth sixty or seventy, yeah. But like just like you, you just see so much, so so many games that all look the same. That all look like they came out of some like Unity or Unreal Engine, you know, like just Game Factory. And this everything just looks hand painted, handcrafted. They they change the palettes, so like I mean, when you are walking through a town, they do run you through towns like through through whatever new town you're in, they do run you through that back and forth a lot, uh, which can be a little bit irritating, but it's never gotten out of hand. And part of what they do when they do that is once the story progresses, the weather might change in the story. So it'll like be raining and everything will be like really green and blue and washed out and dark. And then the sun will come out and then all the colors will change. It's just like it does different things like that that so that they're really getting a lot of use out of the same environment and just changing the colors and everything just looks gorgeous.
0: Okay. So one, uh, no disc to game factory, the company, he means just a, a mill in which makes games all cookie cutter. Like that's the factory. Uh,
1: Oh yeah. I mean like, I'm just like, I'm just like, talking about like, you like, you know, you see a game and you're like, that was made in fucking unity and you can just fucking tell cause it's all just generic assets.
0: Yeah, but there is a lot of good stuff out of Unity too. No, uh, but don't get me
1: wrong, there totally <laughs> is. But when you see a game and you're like, "That was made in Unreal," that like it takes me two seconds to 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 see that that's the case. I think when when that is the case, somebody th- th- just.
0: It's not an asset flip. It's not just them taking normal things and just flipping it, trying to make a quick buck. It's you can tell this has a lot of you know a lot of effort went into this. And honestly, for the price, twenty five dollars, um, you know, if you had between that or twelve minutes, hands down, go with this one. Uh, uh, it just uh, it honestly, I think you put too much effort or too much uh, emphasis on uh, time equals money. Uh, because I'm willing to spend sixty dollars if a game. Uh, you know, it, it depends on what the game provides because uh it sounds like this honestly would easily be a sixty dollars game I'd uh, spend, for most people.
1: I would spend sixty bucks on this game.
0: This yeah, game, and so, like
1: this game, is definitely I, good enough for that. Like I, I would spend sixty dollars on like a ten hour game if it was good enough, but it's got to be yeah. good. And I think this this hits that.
0: And it yeah, that's the, that's from the vibe everything I'm getting. So that's you know, most definitely a. A solid, you know, a solid recommendation. I mean, it's at it a superior price because, you know, most people would then, if this was a sixty dollars game originally, they may be hesitant and they may wait for that to try to drop in price. um Which PC would be okay, but when you're on the Switch, it's really hard to drop in price on on a uh, Switch. It almost
1: never does. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, they're they're less likely unless if your game, unless if that's your target audience. Like, if I drop my thing on sale i'm only gonna this is i'm only gonna sell it for a few bucks, but if I make it say twenty bucks and I drop it to two that means I can sell it for ninety percent off and then i get i get instantly li- linked on the top of the store page for sales yeah you know? um that's actually how people get around that no but this game is you know you've sold me on that one it's it sounds like an excellent uh purchase um and the, so yeah, that's
1: it, it's got a cooking system in it too and I've only hit um I've only hit the like it gives you like a like a slot machine and you got to get 3 in a row and I've only hit the okay, 3. Okay, I'm in-
0: out. You fucking you fucking unsold me on this game. I hate cooking systems in games, especially if there's RNG involved because I'm bad at RNG, so I'm out.
1: So, I'm I've only out. I've only hit the 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 uh, the jackpot or like the like the three across twice. Um and it was pretty close like back to ga- back to back, so there is some skill to it, I think. And I'm, it's really hard to decipher, but I think I'm getting better at it because I'm hitting a lot more two in a row. That's like neither here nor there. The cooking system is just cute. And it's just like a thing to like explore to like collect all the foods and like learn how to make all the foods. And they're basically what you make is meals that act as um, a healing potion or uh, like it's like a if you do a really good job and you mix a lot of good ingredients and you hit that you you hit at least two in a row on the uh, on the slot machine, then it will then like it'll boost it so it's like it's got healing like it'll heal, heal you for five hearts and it'll give you three bonus uh, temporary hearts and it'll give you like more attack power for one minute or something like that. So, it's just bonus stuff. You don't have to have it. It's, it's, just, it's just a nice little cute extra thing.
0: All right. Uh, so, uh, anything else you've been playing?
1: Yes. One more thing. One more thing. So, I just got it in a day. Um, and I've played about two hours of Metroid Dread. All right.
0: How are you liking that?
1: Game's good. Um, Have you
0: played any of the other Metroids before this?
1: Um, I've dabbled in a couple of them, just for like a few minutes here or there. Um, I've never really played very many. Of them. I've never played a Metroidvania all the way through, though. Um, I I know how they work. I know, like that they're. I know, like that, like the Metroids are like classic, and I kind of feel bad that I never actually got a chance to play them. Um. This one, though, it's, like, just, just solid game design. Everything's crisp and clean. The rooms are great. The puzzles are, well, I guess there's not really puzzles. The whole game's kind of a puzzle. But, like, tra- like traversal and just everything about it is just, it's just really good. I mean, I've only played two hours of it, but it gets you, it, it kind of info dumps you it, it, it info dumps on you at the beginning and then just kind of gives you some text and stuff like that and I'm like oh, okay but then it sort of starts to give you more of the cutscenes and stuff like that when it, whenever it's more actiony and important and then you kind of just let you go um, I fought two bosses and I beat them both first one was fairly easy the second one was a lot trickier and I had to do a lot more stuff to figure out like what to do with it it's just, like, I'm not good at this game, because uh, this is the, the, the gameplay that's on the screen right now, uh, as that will show you, because um, this is just some stuff that I recorded. Um, but it's just a good, solid game. I think that it's been getting a lot of really high reviews. I've looked at any of the reviews yet. Um, I've been trying to avoid them. But from what I can tell uh, from just stuff that I couldn't avoid... People like this game. I think that uh, it's getting a lot of high praise. Um, it's good. It looks good. Feels good. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of tough. Um, it's scary in a way. It's not like horrifying, but uh, the tense. Tense, yeah. Um, the the machine the machines that chase you they're called Emmys. And they are pretty pretty terrifying like you cannot you can't like stand against them you can't fight them you have to just run away until like until like there's a certain point at which you can um and they handle that really well um so it just like there's certain areas where they're where, where the emmys are in and you're just like i have to go and i have to go into this area and I don't want to. And they just stalk around. And they're gonna find you. They're gonna find you. They always find you. And they just do really. It's just. It's a. It's a good game. I'm looking forward. Like I'm probably gonna play this as my main game, uh, going forward until I beat it, uh, and put Eastward kind of uh, like I said, like on the, kind of on the back burner, just playing it a little bit every day. But uh, this is this is good. It's very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to hear, uh, hear your thoughts uh, next time around, because you said you only got to play really about two hours into it. Um, yeah, it it looks really nice, that's for sure. Uh, I wasn't sure how, you know, the, well you you mentioned how the Emmys, like they chase you around and stuff, but only in certain areas, which is better because um, I don't really think that's for me. It's very fun gameplay just to be chased around, uh, like Evil Within style or. Um, you know, like the Resident Evil 2 remake where, um, you oh, know, yeah. you get, you know, uh, so like you get chased around. Um, and I found that to be more annoying than really tense or scared because, uh, you know, like you knew how uh, you knew how to, you know, to get around the enemy. And you knew that, oh, if I put enough distance, but then it's just like playing ring around the Rosie, you know, for in that sense. And so that, that never really seemed it wasn't my kind of fun but i i generally like metroidvania style games uh one of the more recent ones quote unquote recent so it's a bit older now uh, was shadow complex shadow complex was excellent um uh, based off the orson scott card series i think it was empire yeah. um and like, it was an early like nolan north uh voice acting back when like i barely knew who he was uh but that yeah, game that was, was solid yeah that
1: was really not nolan north yeah, yeah
0: uh that play i i actually like a lot of metroidvania style games guacamelee uh another one that i play a yeah. lot of uh i like I the original uh the original metroid still one of my favorites um and of course castlevania uh symphony of the night that which because everything was a metroid game until symphony of the night came out and they're like then they merged the two yeah because that, that's where metroidvania came from uh so this gameplay i'm just seeing you you know what you're showing right now it's uh yeah it looks good. I like it uh, what I see of it and I might try to give it a shot Uh the you know like I said it's it it looks better than I was expecting I guess uh because they just went so dark with for such a long time about Metroid and then they're like, yeah here's the here's the footage here's the stocking machine. okay, have fun I'm like yeah, yeah like whenever <laughs> that
1: came out at the Nintendo Direct back in the summer, um I guess for e three time um I was like. Like it's well, it's not Metroid Prime Four, and people were kind of getting excited about it. So I looked at it a little bit more, and I was like, you know, I need something to play for the podcast. Um, and so, so I, I went ahead and pre-ordered it, and it's just good. Like it's, it's, it's just like when you, like when you play it, it's hard to see it. Um, it's hard to understand whenever you're just like watching it be played. But everything about it just feels really good, and they 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 gate like they gate off things appropriately and allow you to like wonder like whoa well, like what does that do or what does that do? But you're never left, at least so far like you're never left just like wondering like what in the world am I gonna do um, to get through this? It's always just like well I could try this thing and then you go try it like oh that that got that got it. It's just really well designed just really well designed and that's kind of surprising to me like as i was playing it i was like you know nintendo they still they still just know how to make a good game like you don't need like the best graphics card or the best this or that it's just good solid responsive controls and good gameplay that's all you need yeah
0: well, it's good to see that they still can make something decent considering the fact that the the market has really gotten flooded flooded with uh you know this style of game uh yeah. because a lot of, there's still a lot of love for that. Um no, that's that's you know, good to see. I'm curious how they're going to play um you know Prime 4 uh so but yeah, uh, 2D Metroid is always a safe bet. Uh hands down.
1: Yeah, I I'm, so. I'm surprised that they sprung for this and really They really did it, and they really were like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a kick-ass game, though." Like, you know, this, you know, this probably could have come out on the PS3, probably. You know, Um, I guess I don't know where the Switch stands in terms of power. Probably around that, maybe less even. But like, it's just a very well-designed game. Just good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing it.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, so most definitely we'll check back in next time, all right, uh, at this time, uh, you wanna take a break,
1: yeah, yeah, let's take a break. All, all right guys right, we're back in just a minute,
0: all right, we're back, and yeah, we just had to stretch our legs a bit, and we're gonna reach the final part of this uh we're gonna talk about the news, uh, Nick has went ahead and uh grabbed some articles he felt that was worth talking about, and so, yeah, take it away, man,
1: yeah, so um. So a couple couple interesting things happened this week. Probably the biggest thing is that um, the entirety of Twitch uh, has reportedly been leaked. This is coming from Video Games Chronicle, uh, originally, uh, I think, posted by Chris Scullion. Um, this is a pretty big breach. Um, they, uh, the hackers got the source code for, for Twitch uh, along with a lot of information about um different high uh high level streamers um a lot of uh information on how much that they are paid and stuff like that, which I guess some people care about. I don't really care that much about that part I mean I know that that little streamers make a lot of money or the the ones at the top make a ton of money um but anyway, just kind of a kind of a big just kind of a big breach and uh they're saying you should go and um change your password and your stream key and stuff like that um because they have it now so if you're a streamer um sure you've probably already heard about this but um that's just something that people are going to have to have to go and do um this kind of stuff sucks it's just like it's terrorism. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's seems like a lot to say that, but I don't, can't think of another word for it because you're making everybody have to be afraid for their data and their information. Um, and what you could do with it. It's just, it just sucks. I think the, the people that did it, um, said that they did it because they are mad about Twitch not doing enough for uh, the the recent like Twitch not doing enough to protect streamers. I'm just like, so you're gonna just expose all of them instead? Like I don't. So
0: everyone go to YouTube because we're angry at Twitch.
1: Yeah, I mean Twitch is king. They're not they're not gonna lose, they're not gonna lose out. You know that much. They probably are. I know they are losing some top streamers and even probably some small level streamers, but like they're still King. They're still like, they're still going to be at the top. So I, I don't know. It just, it just sucks. And it's just a really big data breach. Um, hopefully they can figure out how to keep this from happening again, but or at least not at this scale anyway, but we'll see.
0: You think, you think at least the, the light at the end of the tunnel essentially is hopefully those people aren't using the same passwords for their other crap and if they are they change it all but it's you know it could at least uh help them twitch build a better infrastructure and possibly uh now that people know what each other are making uh level the playing field to a certain extent but honestly that part's not going to really happen in my eyes well, uh i you know you're you're screwing everyone over because you're upset and yeah, it sucks. Uh, there's not really a good way around it. Uh, you know, they're doing it more. It's more like I'm doing it because I can or because we can. And we're just going to try to do this, use this excuse as a noble cause. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's the the logic is is, is ridiculous. Um, but like, yeah, one thing it did that it did expose that people are have opinions about is that um, only 3% of the top Twitch streamers, top paid Twitch streamers are are, are women. Um, uh, That doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, Should it be that way? I
0: swear, everyone's complaining about the the flashy girl gamers who get all the money because they they happen to be the cute girl that plays the games. So you're telling me they're not the majority?
1: Well, the top... Of the top tippy top, which is like people who are making millions um off of this, I have only three percent is what they're saying. Um like like women have only fairly recently come to Twitch. I mean, I know that they're they've they've always been there, but in in high numbers, to me, uh they only fairly recently came around i think in in 2012 2013 uh, whenever it all started it was it was predominantly men uh it's gotten more and more um more and more more and more women have come on um and if you go look at twitch right now low level yeah i mean there's lots of girls who are are streaming um high level i think it's just going to take more time um i don't know like you can point that out, you know, you can point out and say, like, oh, only three percent of the top top Twitch streamers are women. What do you want Twitch to do about it? I mean, like, I guess if they're actively promoting men more than women, then that's a problem. Um, but if they are treating everybody the same, then I don't know what else to do about it. Like Yeah. The co- only
0: thing you could the only other thing I can say along that is you know, to try to be, you know, it depends on how much control you want Twitch to have, right? Do you want them to uh, try to make things a uh, the quote-unquote safe space? Uh, because I know that was, you know, that's probably still a big issue is, uh, you know, harassment for a lot of females on streaming platforms. Yeah. Uh, because you always get the, you know, the low-level jackass who, um, you know, elementary school mentality, you know, and that, you know, that does... That did I should say that did deter a lot of women at least early on for sure uh, now of course uh that with uh with the different movements going on and uh the tolerance for all that uh for a lot of the harassment has lessened uh but is there I'm not really sure what the uh, protocol is for a lot of that twitch stuff because I feel that twitch banning people you know only can only work so well um uh, because they're like, well, I'll just create a new account and that should be shouldn't be a problem. Uh, yeah, they, and if it's someone who's well-known and they cause a problem they, their bands are usually never permanent, even when they say they are, they're like, yeah, it's permanent, uh, but you make pretty good revenue. So we're going to bring you back after like a month.
1: Oh, you're talking about like a, like a Twitch, like person that gets out of line. Like someone, yeah, like someone, if someone if one, that, like one person comments
0: to another, you know, but if it's just a viewer, you know, then it's like, all you can really do is block that person. But then they're like, okay, I'll just come out and my, you know, well, my shit post count number two.
1: I mean, one person is... Is a problem, but it's, it's like uh, what they were talking about earlier is like the bot attacks, the the bot raids that would come in and say racial slurs or, or horrible things. Um, That's the main thing that they really want to get down because one person can buy a bunch of bots and get them to do that. Um, The problem is, or the thing is that they need to make accounts for those. It's very easy to do that right now. They're making barriers to make it more difficult for some, for someone to make that many accounts, not impossible, but they are making it more difficult. Um, and I mean, people are mad at Twitch. Uh, I did see something else today that, um, ex Twitch employees are saying that Twitch has, um, several times gone with making more money instead of, instead of, um, Trying to protect people more or streamers more. Um, at the time, I'm sure that that made that that made sense. Maybe it didn't. Maybe they were in the wrong then. but like a lot of times businesses, which is what Twitch is, is a business, they want to make money. Um, they have suits that want to make money and if it ain't broke as far as safety is concerned, they're not gonna go out of their way to fix it. Now that it's a problem, yeah, they're probably gonna, they're probably all hands on deck trying to get this figured out. Um, but like,
0: yeah, yeah. corporations will always choose money over anything else because that's what they do. I mean, it's that, it's that logic of, um, uh, a car manufacturer who knows that there's a flaw in their car, but it only happens in a small percentage, would rather pay the legal fees uh, for their the fallout if so if something were to be happen or be discovered, uh, than to try to recall and fix the problem from the foundation up because in the end they're going to make more money if they don't fix the problem.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's why the, you should never have loyalty to a company that you buy products from, at least not like beyond what you can throw them. I mean, if they have one bad slip, sure, I guess you just kind of wait, wait for the next one. But like, like you can't have loyalty to, you can't have blind loyalty at least to these companies because they don't give a shit about you. They don't care. All they want, their whole reason for existence is money. Like that's their goal. Yeah.
0: So all right then. Uh you know, we all agree corporations are bad. Uh so <laughs> they're also good.
1: Like they're also good, but they're also bad. I'll just say yeah. that.
0: Well, all right. So uh outside of this, uh what else you got?
1: So a couple smaller things. Um Nintendo let's see, developers are making games for a Nintendo four K console that doesn't exist. So I thought this article was pretty interesting because Bloomberg keeps reporting on this Nintendo console that is more powerful than the current switch that we have. Um, And uh, Nintendo keeps denying it. And Bloomberg, I think it feels to me like Bloomberg feels like they got burned whenever the switch OLED came out or the announcement came out. Because it was like they were saying it's it's real it's real there's they're working on this we promise, and then Switch OLED came out and it was like, wah wah you know you you were wrong Bloomberg or you had it you had it like you had it differently so they kind of had egg on their face, um, but they're they,
0: doubling down now but right? They're,
1: but they're doubling down and they've got I mean, they've got people who are saying that they are working on a 4K console. 11 companies, including Zynga, have tools from Nintendo to make 4K Switch games. And uh, apparently all Nintendo is saying, I don't know if it's in this article, but I read it somewhere else, that all Nintendo is saying is that there are no plans right now for a 4K console. Um, Very carefully worded, uh, you can tell, but yeah like like it's i i don't know like i I, i'm sure that they are working on a 4k console i don't know if it's around the corner though it might be really far out and
0: my speculation was it should have already been out by now but because the world being in the logistical nightmare that it is uh they it it's not economical for them to pull out like a new console that yet another new console that no one can seem to get their hands on. Uh, and it's just going to cost them way more money to ship because right now, uh, the cost of shipping from China, uh, to the U S has just like, it has gone up so much more than it used to, uh, trying to then wait in line for the fabs to get your, your processors and charge all those, you know, you're better off just doing a, a gentle refresh and then uh you know just bide your time and then make uh you'll make the new powerful console you know they had this i'm without a doubt they had this prototype i i don't question that i think yeah. bloomberg you wouldn't say it and you wouldn't keep on saying it uh unless if they you know they had pretty good proof so i think now what they'll do is uh when they do come out with this thing uh and I, it'd probably be my guess is uh you know if any the earliest would be uh like fall of uh next year, you know 2022. That's my guess. You
1: mean like the announcement for it?
0: Uh, if they were to come out with it at all, I can see them quickly because I can see them announcing it and being like and like next month you have it's available. I can see them doing that but the okay. very earliest would already be like holiday season of next year.
1: I think that the Switch OLED is going to that they're going to let that breathe. Um sort of I think that we're gonna end up with um with the switch OLED for uh through 2023 I think maybe fall 2023 is the earliest that we would see an actual new switch pro or whatever in like on shelves and personally I would think it'd be more like 2024 um but man the switch yeah. is getting long in the tooth
0: I think Gosh. that's too long. Uh, I think what you're going to do is you're just going to phase out, you know, all the non-OLED switches. Uh, you just replace one with the other, and then you come out with a new one. That's generally what they like. A lot of companies do is they'll, you know, whatever the the new small minor upgrade would be. Uh, they uh, the DSs are a perfect example of this. They just phase out. You know, uh, not all, not every rendition of the uh, DS was a game changer. A DSI, for example, and so they'll probably come out with, uh, you know, the OLEDs, the OLEDs that I honestly do think that uh, 2023 is a good guess for the new Switch. Yeah, I think 2023. Uh, the Pro, I, think, I think they'll probably, I think you more realistically, you'll be looking at the summer. Um, you know, but that's why I said the earliest they can do anything would be fall of next year, is my guess, if they were trying to advance. But it, it depends on how the world is. Uh, because, yeah, you, you've already hit in the ceiling. You can't port over. It's getting harder to port games over. Uh, you're making a lot of compromises uh, so it's you know you're not having the uh you're limiting yourself to what's available because people love the switch um
1: it's a great, so you might, it's a great console it's okay it's it's
0: like <laughs> i'm I, I i am not as happy with the switch as i as i thought i would i, th- be. I think
1: that if i'd bought in uh, in 2017 i would have a lot more games for it but i would also have spent the first the first year being like man there's no fucking games for this thing you know like like it's it's fine coming me coming in like now whenever it's you know there's there's lots of games and old things to play and a lot of new things coming out too um but like for what it does i think it's i think it's pretty it's a pretty great machine
0: yeah well i uh do you remember when the steam deck is supposed to come out
1: Uh, I think Christmas the 2021, but most people are going to be getting it Q1, Q2, 2022.
0: So I think that'll, that'll also help determine how soon, uh, depending on its popularity and how many of those they can get into the wild, uh, that will force uh, Nintendo's hand to try to make a revision because with that coming out, there's no way you wait, uh, terribly long if it's doing well because it's just going to distract people and take them away from you it's two different mindshare you know mindsets because you have you know it's all accessible for children and families is the switch that's kind of the the mindset Uh, you have the nintendo specific games so that's great but for anyone who's like moderate gamer, you know, you know, it's like, you know, it's like anywhere like a little bit above a casual, you know, quote unquote, uh, they might, they would actually pique their interest at least a little. Uh, So unless if you have Nintendo fandom, you know, but then at the same time, uh, even if you want, even if you like them both, you're like, I love Nintendo, but I also love computer stuff. And, you know, well, if you're probably going to play it on the system, like uh, an indie game or something like, uh, you know, something like uh, Eastward, you know, it's like if you have the, you know, if you have the PC title, like, well, this runs better on the Steam Deck, then I might as well just buy it for the Steam Deck. Plus, it's probably going to be on sale a lot easier, yeah. a lot cheaper, uh, things like that. That will really hit uh, Nintendo where it hurts, where, you know, like, you know, all these indie titles that you can get, you can't get on mobile uh, or like, you know, that you can't get in a form factor like that. Uh, so uh, you the Nintendo is going to want to make something flashier. So that's. uh yeah, like I said, it all depends on how well it does.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, like, if Nintendo can go for that 4K um, on a Switch-sized console at a, at a $400, $350, 400 price range, then with, you know, that's awesome, man. Like, that'll be amazing. I think 1440p on a screen that small is, is great. I think 720p um, is fine for what it is. You know? well
0: it was wait it's i am pretty sure it was never meant to be 4k on the the handheld it oh, i, I 4K always thought thing. It, it's supposed to be for it's supposed to project to 4k uh okay, because i yeah. thought the old stats were saying that it's still more or less going to be roughly where it was um be, you know maybe a little bit better but the 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 4k is just i thought being hooked up to a tv because yeah probably having, four, having 4k on a size that thing um you need the the pixel density for it to count um and I mean, it's going to like your text would be microscopic
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like phones do it i don't understand that thing about text it's like just make the text bigger like i don't it's like like what's the deal like program it to be bigger on the damn screen
0: yeah it's it was it was a problem they had for um going from standard def to high def yeah uh, i mean I actually the
1: conversion issues but yeah
0: uh, no, you think you think that would be a normal option uh you know for most games but by now but you know it's it should be a simple accessibility thing, you know. Uh, it's hard for me to read, please make it bigger.
1: Yeah, uh, it's something I think that they're going to get figured out, but yeah, it, I mean if if they can do that, if they can put 4K on my TV with my Switch, that'll be cool, but but really I would be fine with a 1080p or 1440p on my on my handheld like like when I'm holding it in my hands. But yeah, anyway, uh, the last thing I want to say about this is that 11 companies, just want to highlight that, 11 companies have been talking to Bloomberg. Nintendo needs to get their NDAs tightened up. They need it like, that's a lot of companies. I mean, I know people talk and stuff like that, and I guess it could be one rogue agent or whatever talking to Bloomberg, but that's a lot of companies. And if I was Nintendo, I'd be like, I'd be like, to, at least to Zynga, like you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out. This is cost. This can cost us a lot of money and you a lot of money if you don't figure out how to keep your people's mouth shut. Like I just like you got to get your NDAs in order because this is just too many too many leaks.
0: Yeah, well, it's they need a repercussion of some sort. Uh, the question is what makes it worth coming out and saying it so i'm wondering if bloomberg is saying anything or like giving it uh, offering anything but then you got to be careful with that because you kind of if you're offering uh a monetary reward or something like that for for facts that you can back up
1: i don't think that they can um,
0: uh who knows uh but like you know as far as ndas go like i think it was sega
1: back in the day
0: uh shoot i I should look this up before I say anything, but I think it was I think it was like Sega or something with uh the Saturn or uh that they came out with a couple mock up designs mm. and what they did is they gave the mock ups to different retailers, so eventually what leaked uh they determined who the retailer was based off that mock up and then they banned them,
1: yeah. Like Uh, and
0: which was a brilliant move on their part, being like, "Hey, you you can't be trusted. So guess what? You're not selling our shit."
1: Yeah, that's 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 how you get a mole. Um, yeah, like you, I mean, yeah, you can't. I mean, as a reporter, like, if you paid somebody to leak information and they, somebody got paid to leak information, that's like definitely against like every NDA because you're. You're basically being paid. You're being paid to leak secrets, uh, company secrets. Um, that's that's 100 going to be NDA. I, I don't know, like, but they they've got to like they got to tighten up something. It's it's crazy. I, I'm curious to see how this is all going to shake out, and I wonder if Bloomberg is going to be uh, right in the end, or if they're going to end up with more egg on their face.
0: Yeah, um, I it's one of those things that uh, I think everyone knows that there's a hint of truth to this. Yeah. Um, and if there wasn't, or if they were getting in a lot of bad heat, you know, that person wouldn't be writing, you know, posting for them anymore. What the, you know, like, so I think they're just backing up their guy. Uh, the fact that Nintendo keeps on calling them out, like personally, like on social media, that really helps uh, validate their, you know, their stuff. The other part is, you know, they have to, they have to uh, turn down these rumors because, uh they have investors to answer to you know the investors uh they need to be like no we're cool everything's good no we're not we're not doing this right now because if this leaked out now then no one's going to want to buy the oled uh everyone's just going to hold hold tight until the next one comes out so bluebird keeps on just you know uh it's you know trying to just they're just trying to screw us over for the likes and for the clicks uh you know that's all they're doing you know so yeah, you know, obviously there's every console is going to or company's going to make a new version of whatever the fuck they're doing.
1: But like uh, yeah, like um if they are, I mean it just says they have tools, these companies have tools from Nintendo to make 4K Switch games. I mean, if somebody came forward from a from a reputable company and said, "Hey, we made a 4K Switch game. Like we we made it." And, or it's like 90% done and we're you know, expecting to ship fairly soon or whatever, that would be a lot more smoke, you know, that, there'd be a lot more likelihood of fire at that point because it's like, but like this, it's like Nintendo might, well, yeah, Nintendo's going to make a 4K one of these eventually, but like how like how much of a game have you guys made? You have the tools. You could have the tools for five years before it actually comes out, you know, like that. I'm, I I know that this actually means something, but... It doesn't, it wouldn't necessarily have to anyway. Yeah.
0: It's... Well, it's, it's, it's at least good for the companies who port stuff over. I mean, yeah. Uh, not everything can be doom eternal where it just runs like buttery smooth on so much, so many things. Uh, everything else needs a little bit more work up in order to get over to the switch. Um, you know, there's quite a few things that chug on the switch, even,
1: Yeah.
0: you know, even early on in, in their lifespan when they did the, um, the Link's Awakening remake uh that one sucked ass when it started and it even afterwards there's still a little hiccup in that game and it's been out for quite some time now yeah. uh it's not perfect i mean but it plays more or less pretty well but it's not you know it it's not as perfect as you think a Nintendo game should be yeah yeah so all right uh what else you got man
1: so two more little things um so apparently konami is working on games again uh konami is, right. konami is working on new metal gear Silent Hill and Castlevania games. Uh, This is coming from GameSpot. I think, I don't know if they're the original ones reporting this. Um, Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, I did hear a little little bit more and that they have, there was rumors for a long time and they have kind of confirmed that the new Metal Gear is a Metal Gear Solid three remake. Um, So that's a thing. Um, i'm curious about this i have every bit of faith that they will screw this up um and people who love metal gear silent hill and castlevania this to me is the monkey's paw uh with a finger curling um
0: Just be careful what you wish for because you want you were begging for them to make more games. Now they're making junk. Because they're ruining your memory.
1: Yeah, like like the monkey's paw. Uh, It'll grant your wish, but you're not gonna like how it turns out. Um, Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully it works out and everything's everything's great. Um, I did see something about how the company, how Konami has recently done some soul searching, Um, but. I just got to say this, on Giant Bomb, they pointed out that Konami, really big into Pachinko, as we all know, well, what took a big hit during COVID in Japan? Pachinko. So they might be scrambling for other ways to bring in revenue. Video games are great. They're very, are very good uh, for, you know, during lockdown times Um, people love to play video games during lockdown so that's a good way for them to make money maybe that's one reason that they're coming back into it i don't know i think it's interesting though
0: well that's that was my knee-jerk reaction when they're like they're back into making games and then you know it's like yeah pachinko because they already made a metal gear one of those
1: yeah yeah well yeah we'll like we'll see I'm, i'm definitely curious and i'll be following this this as it goes along uh, the last thing is, just real quick, Sora is the final Super Smash Brothers Ultimate character. Um, yeah. Woo-hoo. Sword boy. Sword, no, another sword boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, apparently this took a lot of work on the part of Sakurai um, and others to make happen. Disney apparently is not, not fun to work with, and they own part of Sora along with Square so Nintendo Square and Disney all having to sit at the same table and figure this out they finally got it done Sora was one of the top top characters early on I think in the in uh, one of the or in the direct or whatever that Sakurai came out and was talking about this he was saying that Sora was overwhelmingly voted for early early on and they've just it's just been difficult to get him in, but they finally did it, and uh, now it's done. So yeah,
0: because he was an obvious choice for a long time. The only problem is no one ever thought it would get done because of licensing and all that bullcrap. Because even just the Final Fantasy, the Square, uh, the Final Fantasy something like Cloud getting him, uh, when they did that uh, for Ultimate, uh, there was almost no extra fluff. Like, everyone else got all these cool backstages or whatever, or like the extra challenge levels and all this, you know, music and stuff. And the Final Fantasy characters got almost nothing. Uh, Square Property, just they weren't willing to work with them as much. So everyone else got cool extra, you know, layers deep if you're into the fandom. And, yeah, then you came, you know, Square Enix. Not much. They're like, yeah, no, you you got what we gave you and that's all we're going to give you. I, so,
1: I, I kind of wonder if Sora's going to be the same way. If it's just gonna be, there you go. Here's the here's the character. Don't say. Well, allegedly
0: this is it. I mean, don't um, say I never gave you
1: nothing. You know, it's like, I mean, I know that stuff is difficult, but like, just, I mean, like I know it's like I know it's difficult. I know there's a ton of stuff, but I feel like, if they would just stop being so greedy, they would all make a lot more money. You know, Sony would, or not Sony, but Squaresoft, Square Enix would make more money, Disney would make more money, Nintendo would make more money if they were just like, here, we're just going to split it 30, like 33, 33, 33. But uh, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that, that they have. Well, to- you
0: got the intellectual rights, you got the fact that we created and we birthed this thing and now you're, having, and now you're using them in X, Y, and Z kind of way. Uh, it's like, uh, or what if like in the future what if we want to use that character yeah you know car, the, the car damage models uh, but yeah it's essentially uh, it everyone's going to be greedy we already talked about corporations being greedy that's just bottom line
1: yeah that's just what they're going to do and it's it just it it just sucks that that, that they have to fight over it that long and it takes that long also wario got uh, snubbed again um so
0: that's, you mean Waluigi?
1: I'm sorry, Waluigi got snubbed again. Wario's War, War, in it, yeah. Waluigi got snubbed again. Um, I I get it. I think probably Sora is probably a better character to have in than Waluigi, but um, Sora should have been in it a long time ago. And there's probably a lot of there's plenty of characters that don't belong in that game. So um, at least as far as popularity goes, anyway. But,
0: Waluigi is only a, really an American meme, is what I what I personally feel.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. I think Japan doesn't give a fuck about that shit, um, and that's where this stuff is coming from. So eh, there's always the next game. I know Sakurai's taking a break now, but there's going to be more. There's going to be more Smash. It's just it's just too popular. It may be a while, but there'll be more.
0: Yeah, the question is whether or not they actually make another. You know, this is supposed to be the last DLC pack our character, and um, it all depends on how things go, right? I, yeah. it, it, a new Smash would be perfect for uh, a 4K Switch. Just saying, you know.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I yeah. Wonder. Just enough time to. Yeah, just you know, they, time. They've been working on it in the background. You know they have. Take oh, those yeah. assets, high res them, do their magic.
1: They're gonna do it, and they're gonna sell us. They're gonna sell us Brawl and Ultimate again too. We're gonna buy it. No
0: way, they never go back to that well. They just, you know, they always make the new one. They've never gone back to revamp. Double dip. (laughs) Well, they they are really good about that. You think they would have done the double dipped a whole lot more, but Yeah,
1: I mean they've they've cooled it a little bit. In my from my understanding, you know, the early twenty tens were like the worst time for a lot of that double dipping and stuff. And I think still do it a lot maybe we're just used to it now I don't know but I feel like it's a little better than it used to be
0: yeah the Wii shop was terrible uh, for, for selling you the stuff that you know like alright and then they turned around and made you do it again uh, for um, the Wii U for those who invested in that then if you wanted to rebuy your old games that you had for the Wii U you had to pay another fee on top of that Yeah. Uh, you know so yeah it's I, I lost because I was overseas and I didn't have my Wii with me uh, the money that I had left on that WeShop account just up and vaporized. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. All right. Well,
0: uh, see. Now, what's going to happen is uh, we're uh, in the future. We'll end up having emails and such. Uh, currently, we are working on having email and social media. All we're working on getting all that set up. And so uh, maybe in the near future, we'll hopefully have uh, some stuff to tell you about that and where you can con- you know, reach out to us. Uh, for now, if you have anything to say, uh, you know, you can try to leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, uh, but other than that, we will hopefully have more updates soon. And uh, now we're going to go to uh, what we'd like to call the signal boost, which is going to be... Uh, just a little, um, you know, some little tidbits that weren't necessarily big enough for newsworthy, but just some things we want to quick say. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm pretty excited uh, because uh, the new the guys who made Left 4 Dead are coming out with a new game called Back 4 Blood. And I have a Game Pass on the PC, and that lets me uh, have access, you know, uh, day and day. And that's going to be coming out uh, next Tuesday. So that's Tuesday the twelfth, I believe, and yeah. So we're going to be able to uh, have access to that, and so my roommate and a couple of my other friends were all getting ready to play that. Uh, I was really big into Left 4 Dead One, and Left 4 Dead Two became really popular. But I was overseas at the time, so it was really hard for me to get games going with them. So I didn't really get to play a lot, a lot of that. So, but it's been enough time. I'm really, you know, I think it's just going to be. Uh, a more polished version of those.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. A newer updated kind of all that stuff. Cause a lot of people still, I mean, some people were still playing left for dead, you know, back, you know, like, uh, not, not too long ago, you know, it was, it had a long life.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they've, what they've done and how they've made this, uh, stand out from the old ones. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, how about you? Yeah. I'm excited to be playing. Uh, I'll, I'll probably play that with you, man. If uh, if uh, if you need an extra person to uh, to drag you down, um, so I'm looking forward to that too. But um, for me, this, uh, my signal boost is um, there's a pretty good YouTube video I watched uh, not too long ago called "How Your Personality Affects What You Play" by Psych of Play, um, and uh, it's it's just a good little video kind of about kind of like how um, different people choose different things um, uh, for gameplay and and why and um, it's just pretty interesting uh, not too long I think it's probably like 19 minutes or so um, or maybe less than that but anyway just a good little thing on what thought I wanted to pass on
0: yeah I mean I'm curious what they'd have to say uh, about you know the whole Shocktober uh, and everyone getting involved in that yeah yeah. Uh, so all right well that's cool. Uh, I- other than that, uh, that about wraps it up here. Uh, we, like I said, we try to meet up at once every couple weeks. Uh, so we'll be here again on the twenty second, and uh, we well twenty second is when we record, and then we'll be posting it. Uh, so we record on Friday nights, uh, post Saturday mornings, and yeah. Until then, uh, we're another dead pixel, and we're happy you stuck around for it. Uh, hopefully,
1: yeah. If you're <laughs> if you're still here why <laughs> like why are you still I mean, you here could be today?
0: doing better things with your time but you know we do appreciate it uh, we well, do you know, very it's... much so <laughs> all right guys well you take
1: care and we'll see you around all right guys bye